What up, everybody? Flagrant 2, another episode, new opening. I'm Andrew Schultz. I'm here with Akash Singh, Real Life Kaz, yep. and Alex Media, but we don't even need to do those introductions because you click the link. You know who the fuck we are. Mm-hmm. Um, some of y'all see that we have my man Adam from No Jumper Podcast, No Jumper Productions, No Jumper Pornography, No Jumper Everything on uh, the podcast today. That interview starts in about an hour and change, so if you don't give a fuck about what we got to say, you could just fast forward right to that. But if you like to indulge in the flagrancy, we have a lot of it this week, trust me. Um, We almost hit Patreon levels. Alex had to... Alex really had to calm <laughs> us down for a moment. He Thank really had that, to reel Alex. us in. Thank you so much. We oh, appreciate you. you. What? Well, without further ado, let's start the episode. And um, here it is, flagrant two. Keep it tight. What's up, everybody? Flagrant two has begun. Different intro today. A lot of energy. Energy is shifted. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We don't need to introduce ourselves. You know who the fuck we are. You clicked on the goddamn link. Big dick intro. That's right. Spread these legs. They uncrossed. I'm not letting women bully me into into taking less space. Taking the exact amount of space God wanted me to take. All right? Put my dick and balls in between my legs so I could man spread. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready. I'm ready bro. for some flagrancy. I got. I got my take. As you sit it. on a pillow for your hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be tough with a hemorrhoid pillow. <laughs> my hemi's gone, but it's so comfy, bro. It's like once you have the hemi pillow. Once you have the Hemi pillow in your life, you can't go back. But you know what it it's is, It's like a though? bidet. You, you know what I mean? Like, I be wiping my ass nah. now with dry fucking toilet suck. paper. I'm like, yo, poor people suck. Yo, <laughs> I just took a shit, and I felt so bad that I can't properly can't clean my ass. Yo, you, you know what you got to do? I clean my ass like peasants. Dude, it's, it's <laughs> pathetic. I'm not King's Landing in my ass. Oh you my know God. what you got to do? You got to spit on the toilet paper get a little moist. Nah, I, <laughs> I got long arms, though, so a lot of times my How my deep toilet, you getting in your ass? Yeah. No, my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, my toilet can reach. What's into my wristwatch? I'm like, yeah, maybe I should pull out. That's the only thing. reason why you got the watch. It's a buffer. You're like, okay, calm down. It's, a it's only Monday. Oh gosh, no, I reached the faucet, give it a little dab, get a little dab with the toilet paper. Boom. Not, not in this, not in this bathroom though. You gotta make them wet wipes, bro. I'll take a little toilet paper residue if I get some extra hey, hey, extra creds out of there. <laughs> extra nuggets. With you. Yeah, it's just be drying up if you don't stick it. I stole mad And then you got just dry ass fucking, <laughs> what's that? I stole mad hospital wet wipes. Like, yeah, you got to do it. Get your money's worth, man. Yeah, you pay yeah. for healthcare. Hospital quality wet wipes. Like <sighs> the best. Size. The best. They don't right. tear. <laughs> I got here's my flagrant thought of the week. It's actually a little bit old, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run it by you guys because I don't know if we spoke about it on this podcast. Yeah, Maybe we did. I'm not sure. But it did we talk about how in South Korea? No. Uh okay. So in South Korea, this doctor aborted the wrong baby. Oh fuck yo. Yeah, yeah. So it was like it was actually kind of crazy. Like there was two women went in, one went in to have the baby, the other went in to have the abortion. And like, wait, they do that in the same place, son. Yeah, yeah, at the hospital. Wow. Are you allowed yeah. to get abortions that late? Son, no, no, no. I guess it was just there. Like one was just checking. No, not have the baby. Sorry, one was there oh, to just get her checkup, okay. and the other one oh, gotcha. was there okay. to get the abortion. And the doctor aborted the wrong baby. And and the headline of the article was like, "Oh my God, how could this happen?" And then I'm looking at like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can see how mistakes could be made in that particular part of the world. I'm just, yo, I'm just throwing yo. that out there. Hey, like, I mean, they can't even tell. They, they can't tell. Like like, they can't y'all tell. not gonna be upset at us for mixing it up no more, bro. My man really looked at two women. It was like, all right, that works. Fuck. <laughs> Seems this all checks out. Yo, that was that was my flagrant thought of the week. God damn. I got flag- my flagrant thought of the week. God damn. Fucking Ray J. Whoa. What was this? What Ray happened? J. Proud sponsor Proud, of this podcast. Proud <laughs> sponsor of this podcast. Still need to pay up, by the, the way. Still needs to pay up. But I'm sure he will because Ray J is probably one of the greatest living black Americans. Okay. Whoa. Great. One of the greatest this living is black I Americans. I want to see where you go. With Ray J. Let's fucking start it off. Boom. Someone give him a boulevard. Let's start. <laughs> Let's start it off. You're not Ray a great J. black American unless you got a boulevard, bro. Oh, he will. He'll, he know he runs Compton. You know, he was the first blood. He right. was the first blood on record. Wait, the, really? Yes. He was the first blood to like. He was the first singer to claim blood on record. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. Before that, Ray you think J. Ray J. Boulevard was right through Kim Kardashian's driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, think of all the greatness Ray J. has given us. Okay, he's given us the Kardashians, the Kardashians. right? Brandy's brother, Moesha, fucking. Um, those scooters and shit. Ray kind of had phones. <laughs> right. He didn't give us Moesha. He, did, he didn't give us Moesha. Brandy gave us Moesha. Brandy gave us, Brandy gave us Ray J. Also, yeah, Brandy really us, is the goat when you think about it. That, but think, but think about it though. Like, who's really lasted longer? Who's really stayed out the public eye? Like Ray J didn't. Brandy had anymore. to stay out the public eye. That's something like Ray J didn't. You know, was a better driver, clearly. <laughs> 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 Bro, like think about it. Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? Like classic moments in, in black <laughs> culture. Wait, what happened with Floyd? You see a 24-7 or never... Ray J's singing on his piano? <laughs> <laughs> fucking weak-ass voice. <laughs> no, you know what I this? No, I Yo. forgot this. And he, made fa- he punked Fabulous on the Breakfast Club, talking mad shit, and he made him apologize in front of everybody. Wait, he did? Yeah, dog, did I did not remember this. I don't remember that. Dog, he called, this is a classic moment in Breakfast Alex, you remember this shit. Yeah, but I don't remember Fab apologizing. I remember Ray J sounding like an idiot because listen, he was coked up listen, during the interview. Listen, all I know yeah. is- Really? Yeah, he was crazy coked all up. All I know, yo, <laughs> Ray J was talking this- Only thing I know about Ray J is his dick, bro. I've ever seen- <laughs> I know that shit's so good. Just him and Rick. <laughs> I just like ours. I was going to say, who you, who's- I like <laughs> ours. My, honestly, Rick's dick could fit inside Ray J's dick. <laughs> Like you want to talk about docking, bro? Motherfucker could deep dock, <laughs> dude. Rick's dick could fit inside Ray J's dick hole and then go to the balls, guaranteed. What, bro? It's like I a trombone. Say all that to say. <laughs> news came out this week that Ray that that Suge Knight yeah. has given all he's given his life rights his life rights to Ray J. In other words, Ray J can produce a movie, a play, whatever or... he wants. Wow. Whatever he wants. Wow. Suge Knight has been through so much shit. Killed so many, well, allegedly. If Ray J really care him... about the black community, you know what he produced? Evidence. That's what motherfucker needs to produce on Suge. But you don't know. You don't know, man. Ray J, I've never been one to doubt Ray J and his greatness. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for almost, what, 25 years, he stayed irrelevant? My God. With no so talent. He's the greatest black American? He's one of the greatest living black Americans of our time. Okay, give me your top five greatest <laughs> black Americans. Let's do it. Living black Americans. All right, we got Go. It. 
Barack Obama. Okay. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Solid. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's in there. TP. You got to put TP in there. You got to put Tyler Perry in there, bro. Okay. Ray J. Ray J. (laughs) Maya Angelou. Above J? Ah, J. Ray J. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ray J did more with less. Ray J, has Ray J done a did lot more with less. With less. Okay. If, you, if you're going by like the Tom Brady system of like, you know, Jay Z's like Tom Brady. It's like, all right, you're in a great system. Like, no. Great artist, great wife, great fucking all this other Ray shit. J's the Tom Brady. Not, uh, Ray J's like the Patrick Mahomes, bro. Hold up. Jay Ray is Jay. the natural ability, natural yeah. skill. Yeah. Whereas Ray J doesn't have the natural ability or skill, but has done so much because mm. I, I don't even know if you can give him the the Patriots system. He kind of did like, it without any You know, he was more like Ray J more Trent like, Dilfer. Real talk. <laughs> real Trent talk. Dilfer. Ray J is the Trent Dilfer. Although, you don't know how he, he did got it. Rings, but yo. when you look at the record book, he's got a Super Bowl under his belt, bro. Maybe he Eli. I mean, he's like, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, he's done it with no system, is no support, no talent, no talent, no real talent. When he's you think the about Eli Manning it, Manning bro, of black is, man, yo. yo, he's the Eli Manning, he's the Eli Manning of black, black man, bro. Just a, like a, 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 a lesser known brother, <laughs> a lesser known brother, may or may not be retarded. <laughs> somehow manages to outlast. But yo, but when you look at the sibling. record books, it's like yo, he's got his Ray championships. Was here, yo. He left he's his got mark. his moments. It's like when you look at the Hall of Fame, you say Elon Man is a Hall of Famer. The first thing you say is like, no. no, no. And then, but you, then go, you look whoa, at it, and it's like, whoa. damn, he's really. <laughs> he might be a Hall of Famer, bro. <laughs> that's Ray J, bro. Yo, Eli that's Ray so J. Funny. Damn, Ray J bro. Manning. Yo, there's not a weaker <laughs> voice in a hit song than him singing One Wish. That shit was <laughs> If I had Yo. One Wish. Facts. Two best friends. Still went number one, though. It went number one. It shit slapped. I wish somebody else sang it because it slapped so fucking hard. Hold on, I gotta get this up. Oh, man. I will if I get one. He's not even singing. He's just like talking rhythmically. What was the song with Lil' Kim? Wait a minute. Banger, yo. Are you on, kidding me? He was the fir- one of the first singers on Pharrell beat on Neptune beats, bro. Yo. Come on, man. Give Ray J his props. Wait a minute. Wait a minute is at least 20 years old. Still Damn. slaps. Hold on. We got to kind of talk through it uh-huh. because it? we don't want to get flagged. Talk about it. <laughs> is, this, is this the, the he extra He had another joint that, that slapped death with the hips Yo, hold up. I hit it first. Hold nah, up. I got to give credit. I gotta give credit to the the Joe Budden podcast, bro. Yes, yes. I saw a clip on YouTube, uh-huh. and I was howling. <laughs> Joe, it was Joe Budden making fun of designer. <laughs> Remember that song, Timmy Turner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was calling it. He was going Willy 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 Wonka. <laughs> he be making all the chocolate. <laughs> like, like, son, that shit had me fucking dying, bro. Oh, oh my, bro. It's like a five to eight minute clip yeah. of him just doing him just doing. Willy Wonka instead of Timmy Turner, bro. Oh, he be wearing the romper. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding just like Hookie Monster. Timmy <laughs> <laughs> Turner slapped though. Oh, yeah. Yo, designer had a little. Yo, had a little I wave. love Timmy Turner. Yeah. But after listening to that song, I'll never oh, listen to that shit the God same damn. again, bro. The actual <laughs> song wasn't even good. 
Like the double XL freestyle with no beat, and he's just kind of sitting there by himself. I'm like, this is fantastic. Fire. And then the song came the out. The song comes out. I'm like, all right. I don't it felt too intimate. It was like, it's just you and designer yeah, like, like in a room yeah. together. You're like, your echoes in the back. Yeah, yeah, like, what's going on? Here? Yeah. Who produced this? <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay, back to Ray J. Yeah, Ray J the GOAT, the greatest. All right, keep well, going. So, great, one of my greatest. Or, 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 what are the other hit records? I love you first. Is this oh, the actual? Is Do you think the, you would pick it up from here, Alex? Nah. Oh, that's not the, that's the weird version. That's not the real yeah. version. Nah, you gotta go to it's the, the remix, yo. As a matter of fact, I was the one that said I loved you first. <laughs> it was about eight years ago. That sounds like Usher. Like you don't know. Come on, son. Oh, you're thinking of sexy can I? Sexy, sexy can I? Yo, Ray J the best black man ever. Give Ray J props, me. Beat it, Obama. Beat it, Oprah. Oprah, you ain't got no hats. You ain't selling no scullies. Vince Staples never lied, man. He's selling sunglasses, headphones. I don't fuck with Oprah. That bitch has an ugly Beyonce to me. Wow. Wow. Speak on it. Speak on it. Is that your flagrant thought of the week? Yo, you know what I guess that's it. Fuck Oprah, yo. Wow. Fuck Oprah, dog. Okay, break it down. Why? You better stop laughing. You're right. You're right. We just decide this bitch the truth and for what? She the truth, Just say black lady. She the truth. Just say black lady. Yo, yo, go on, go on. Convince me. I'm not knocking you. Just convince me because right now I'm not convinced. You're convinced that Ray J is one of the greatest black living black Americans. No. First of all, Ray okay. J, this is the greatest black Americans ever in history. George Washington Carver. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's be honest. Number one? Yo, number one, George Washington Carver. Peanut butter off Rick. Yo, let's be honest. How, how many of y'all use peanut butter? How versatile is Even peanut white butter, people, bro? they're racist as fuck. We're like, nah, that motherfucker makes some good put peanut butter. Jelly ain't shit without George Washington How many Whoa, racist man. white people Water. just having jelly sandwiches? <laughs> right? Uh, nah. How do we give him that much credit just for putting peanuts in his mouth and chewing it's like oh it's <laughs> yo peanut nobody butter else, nobody else did that's what he nobody did. if it was butter, that simple everybody would have did something. it peanut butter and jelly son peanut butter and jelly <laughs> that's and the chocolate? greatest motherfucking sandwich ever it's so great like even the racists when they eat it they're like I know what the N stands for <laughs> he, he had a little for everybody. He had a little bit. Because <laughs> if you think about it, it goes peanut butter, jelly. jelly. <laughs> okay, so so back to what we're talking about. We have number one, George, George Washington, Washington Carver. Carver. Boom. Okay? Off of it. Number two, OJ. <laughs> Bro, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, yo, legend. Okay, you got number put, two. Okay, dog, number one movies. George Washington Carver. <laughs> number two, OJ. Number three, Abraham Lincoln. Number four, who's number four? Uh, Abe, Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, definitely fourth greatest black man in American history. Number four. If Tiger wins one more master, <laughs> Tiger, Tiger wins. If Tiger wins it's weird one more, you just ma call it master, isn't it? Especially in reference to Tiger, it's masters. Yo, son, you sound mad yo, uncomfortable son, when you say yo, Tiger bro. gets a master. You relax, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, said, I said peanut butter three times. Peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. That's fucking candy man for black people, son. 
He said, if Tiger Woods wins another master, I swear to God, he might be the greatest I've ever seen before. I always got some southern acts I've never heard of in my life. Wow. I'm like, is that Chico Bean, bro? Like, where did that accent come from, dog? (laughs) Tiger Woods getting another master. This mad consonants you just forgot. Just there. <laughs> <laughs> he wins another master. <laughs> what if that was like the rebranding of the tournament? Like, if Tiger wins another master, we gonna be able to stay out late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we, we go to the big house. <laughs> If Tiger wins one more master, apparently it's only four barrels of cotton we have to pick. The masses. Did he give you a brown jacket? Say what? (laughs) (laughs) Some burnt sienna, maybe. (laughs) Okay. So, um, and then number five. We need number five. Greatest black man in history. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe, Russell Son. Wilson, oh <laughs> Magic Russell Johnson, Wilson. oh Snoop Dogg, oh, Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson. Right, 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 right. boom, right, son, so. a black man invented peanut butter mm-hmm. and the cure, cure for, for AIDS, AIDS. Yep. right? <laughs> a black man finally found a way to make a, a white woman turn into a black woman. That's Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> what? A, bla- a black man son, got son. on and left his when, white woman when you heard, for a black woman. When you heard, when you heard that, that a woman chased down her boyfriend and beat him with a golf club, that was a little party like, tired dating black women again? That's not a white woman activity. Nah. A white woman drowned your kid, but she's not going to chase down a car with a fucking yeah, golf club. Also, the bitch chased down a navigator. You got to be, be fast. fast. You know what I mean? That's not normal. Nordic speed. Those are some <laughs> That's North Carolina. That's Nolan's. That's Nolan's. Okay, then number five. Number five. Uh, I said it. Uh, Snoop Dogg and Russell Wilson. They're no, battling Magic. Books. Magic. Okay, so we have George Washington Carver. Okay. Number two is. Frazier. You said it. OJ. George Washington <laughs> Carter. OJ. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> we gotta get Abe out of this. Abraham Lincoln. We gotta get Abe, Abe out of there. We don't want a retard as Abe's the first ally, B. I mean, he's the first. Why'd you call him a retard? <laughs> what? I, dwarfism or whatever the fuck he has. That's he's retarded. He's huge. Are you talking about dwarfism? He's like six six. I thought you said he was retarded because he freed the slaves. No, 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 no. <laughs> I consider. He took away our masses. We're to two now. Like the Andre the Giant. What's happening? Alex, what's going on? The Andre the Giant people with that disease. Giganticism. That thing. Yes, he did. He did have a version of that. No, he didn't have a version of that. Abraham Lincoln was 6'6", bro. He had a version of that. He wore the top hat. He wasn't even that tall. He was like 6'2 without the top hat. He had a version of that. Look it up. Flagrant thought. That's his flagrant flagrant thought. Fuck out of here. All right, let's go. What else? Oprah and shit. Oh yeah. Okay. So are we on your Oprah shit? shit. All right. Go. That's your flagrant hey, thought of the week. Say you judge a tree by the fruit it bears. Mm. Right? What the fuck? Good fruit. All jokes aside, yep. forgiveness. Doctor Oz, from what I understand, he ain't talking about shit. He mm-hmm. a little scammy. Doctor Phil, annoying. No real talent. Not a therapist at all. The doctor that killed Kanye, mama. That's an Oprah wreck. Wow. Doctor Conrad, motherfucking whatever, killed MJ. That's an Oprah wreck. I'm just saying at a certain point, you got to start looking at this lady like, what the fuck are you really giving us? Wow. 
Oprah really just tried to get Michael Jackson out of here too with that HBO documentary too. Oprah produced the fucking mm. this bitch gotta go. <laughs> How fucking dare Holy you? Holy shit, son! Mm. Oprah killed Emily. Yo, oh, just because you boring, you gotta get out Thriller. <laughs> just because ain't no suspense in your show. Fucking MJ, son. Dude, Oprah's like Yo. white Hillary Clinton. Yo. She got God. bodies, bro. I didn't think I had a case when I started. Yeah, I just I knew in my gut I didn't like this bitch. And I'll tell you now, it's, it's facts. It's starting to... Listen, <laughs> but what about the, the schools she made in he, Africa? He make, Everybody be making schools. LeBron got a school. <laughs> Big fucking deal. LeBron made a pretty cool school. It's a great school. LeBron got a school in Ohio. <laughs> this bitch paid $1,000 to get a school made in Africa. That's cheap as fuck making a school in Africa. You know what the exchange rate is? <laughs> On whatever the fuck currency they use, Ooh. fucking buffalo hides or whatever. Oh, oh man! <laughs> what kind of zebra skin y'all take for currency, huh? And she's dumb cheap, this bitch. You make a compelling case, I must say. Okay. I'm. Not, I don't agree with you, but I'll defend your right. To say. So Oprah's she keeps out of here in a fucking cage. She fucking Gail won't tell nobody. Be proud of who you are, Oprah. It's 2019. We got transes now. Why are you so ashamed to be a little gay? Do you think she's gay? I don't know. Probably. What's that gay shit about? I mean, they be a fives, right? You That's can't have friends. Road dogs. You don't think they they don't think they got friends? I just don't ever see her and Stedman seem to be together. Stedman, the the greatest side piece. Side piece. Yeah, side he's piece? kind of a side piece. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I like the it, I like the flagrancy. It's a good life. She 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 had a good show. Apparently, I never watched it. Did you watch it? No. She gave away a bunch of cars and shit. Yo, she really did bribe people into watching that shit. That's what I'm saying, yo. I mean, just was, giving was people kid, cars. I forgot who Chris Rock said. I think it was to keep the, keep the tax man off her ass. That's why she kept oh. giving this shit away. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he was like, these motherfuckers after me. Um, damn. I don't... You make a compelling what, case. What good fruit has this tree given us? Mouse said this about Charlemagne. Look at the fruit that Charlemagne, has. he gave us. He helped out Andrew. He helped out Kaz. Mm. Andrew helped out me. Uh-huh. Andrew helped out Alex. What is Oprah? What is where's her tree? Where's the Oprah tree of success? Catch me outside. <laughs> that was Doctor Phil. Yeah. Well, that's Doctor yeah, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that that guy got no real. He's not really helping nobody. Wow. He's not a real doctor. I mean, <sighs> Doctor Conrad dude Murray, in, dude in Atlanta, Medea dude, Tyler Perry. That's good. Wait, Oprah that, gave us Medea? It was bad at first, but then it... I'm yeah, a, I've, been, I've been Team Tyler since the over. beginning. I'm Team Titty Perry. Don't get me twisted. <laughs> Don't get that shit twisted. I'm yeah. Titty Perry for life. So that's what I'm saying. That's a good contribution. That's that's Oprah? Yeah. Why is I that mean, Oprah? He got, he got, he, I think she like helped She him, helped get Obama and yeah, all get, this. Like, help him start his platform. Like, to keep it all... She be helping. That's what I say. She <laughs> helping. Did he bring on the show? I'm talking about people she brought on the show. Who's the fat cook, bitch? Rachel Ray, Ray, big fucking deal, yo. <laughs> she don't slap like Martha Stewart and meal slaps. Dude, Martha Stewart. I got some, you I make, got some you great make a Rachel case. Ray make a case. Uh, make cookware a case. at home, though. Okay, this is actually really fun. Great. Okay, top five whites in American history. <laughs> top five whites in American history. Tiger Woods. Living or dead? <laughs> uh, living whites. Top five, top five living, living whites. whites. Yeah. OJ. Okay. <laughs> Number five, Adam Silver. Adam Silver, top Oh, five. God, no. He's the top five white guy? No. How is he not Silver, a top yo. five white guy? That China shit. Close. I'd have put him up before two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks? Jeez. Oh, yeah. All right. Before this Fuck Adam shit. Silver. He had a case. Okay. Um, Justin Bieber. Oh, Biebs, yo. Biebs. Son the Biebs, I'm like, the, I'm a, there it is. Hey. Hey. 
Top five white guys. <laughs> Jimmy Iovine. I'll put Jimmy Iovine in there. Top five white dudes. Jimmy Iovine, all right. Scooter right. Braun. Cool, cool guy. Fuck with him. Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey. Sexy can. I hit it from the front and hit it from the back. And you like it like that. Jams, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the GOAT. Ray J his flowers, man. Oh, what a legend. Vince Staples never told a lie in his life, bro. What did he say? Oh, he has a legendary like rant on, on Hot 97 when he was with Tyler the Creator. And Tyler was like, yo, tell him why Ray J is the greatest living human. And Alex, can you pull it up? If you can I'll tell you something yeah, about Vince Staples. Man. Yeah. I, this guy is hilarious. Oh, and man. I never hear a song of his. No, nah, me neither. Yeah, he's he has a future and he's got the like, gift of gab, bro. Media. Like he's yeah. hilarious. Even though he his shows like he as a touring I like his act, albums. Like his, his, his tour is crazy. Yeah. Like, like I, he's, he's one of those silent SoundCloud guys who tours fucking crazy. Vince oh, Stable's yeah. not one of those guys that like Even I can though he's play on a, a song major, for yeah. you and you're like, oh man, I gotta hear everything. Like you gotta hear everything in like a in a in a vacuum. Like from song, from beginning to end. Yeah. If you just play one song, it's like I don't get it. Yeah. Most of the shit. He like the wire. You just gotta watch the whole yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like if you just see a random episode I, of the wire. I can't wait till he gets a podcast because that shit is gonna blow. Bro, I tried to pitch him a podcast years ago. Let's get him off flag yeah. it in. Nah, but I heard him saying like he wants a mill to sign yeah. off rip. That's basically what it was. And like, I, and like I get signing it. bonus. I get to it. To do a podcast. Tell him to be a guest on this shit. I totally get it, bro. I would be dope. Him. He knows his he knows his worth, man. You have you have his his link? Uh, a while ago, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did that uh, when I was running Stash. He did uh, a couple of interviews with us, and it was fucking hilarious. There's, did some pretty good <sighs> But Okay, top five white guys. Boom. Bill Clinton, number four. Ooh, okay. Bill Clinton's Ooh. in there. Damn. Uh, prolific rape. But prolific. I just immediately agreed, and then I called myself. I was like, oh man. <laughs> That's not it. Yo, can we can we talk about something? Here? <laughs> let's say hypothetically speaking, he did rape all those women that accuse him, right? Little kids too. Let's maybe. say let's say let's just say the women. Let's not okay. say the kids, so it can be. That's too much. Walk on that yeah. line. <laughs> so let's say hypothetically he did. Do you know how fucking arrogant you gotta be no I did not no 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 no, no. <laughs> oh, to like rape three women and then be like I think I could be president that's crazy Yo, that's son, so crazy this is next level confidence that's it's so like, fucking crazy what the fuck look at our current president oh, <laughs> I mean, that's what we got the playbook that's from that's probably where bro. he got it from Yo, low key, I don't think like, Trump I don't think Trump raped anybody he definitely grabbed a few titties <laughs> You've been a douce palooza. You know hey, what I mean? Well, like, no, no. <laughs> we do on, not. Son. That does not Come happen. On, at, no, no. I'm it just saying, like, happen, I do the reason palooza. I don't think Trump gra- I don't think Trump raped is because he's so egregious about the other shit. Mm. Like, what do you mean? He's nah. so un- He's smart. He knows what not to say. Nah, but he's out here like slapping girls' butts and shit like that. She's fine. This girl's a pig. Like, you don't talk like that if you also rape. Like sure Cosby, Cosby was out there, Mister Goody Two Shoes. Rape is a different type of rape, though. His rape is. <laughs> Here we go. Defend, <laughs> defend Cosby. I'm not defending Cosby at all. I'm nah, saying nah, like nah, nah. his rape like is Cosby. way fucking worse because he's the fucking slip something in your drink, 
pull you put you over your shoulder. Yo, guys, this is not Patreon. I just wanted to remind you. Yo, you guys we should forgot. table some of this. In case you guys forgot. Let's table some of this. Let's table some of this. This is about, this is about to go somewhere. That hey, leave my Oprah go. shit in, though. Leave that Oprah in. <laughs> right. We got two white guys in <laughs> the right, top five. All right, 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 all right. Michael McDonald, number three. Are we still doing the top five whites? Yeah, I'm thinking. I keep forgetting. <laughs> you put them top five because of one track. <laughs> one track where he sounds like a black guy. Because for 20 years of my life, I thought he was black. I thought he was black my whole life. So I was like, so Mike McDonald's white. I don't know who he is. To be honest. I, don't know who he is. I know who he is. I don't know any of his songs. You only, you only, you right. know the song. We just doing top three whites. Alex, flagrant thought of the week. Go. Well, I was flushing that one out, but whatever. I'll throw it out there. So, dating someone on a temporary visa is like going to the strip club. Because when you go to the strip club, uh, you can be like the wackest dude, but you have some badass bitch who's like catering to you and uh, <laughs> <laughs> making you feel wanted and all that type of shit. Because she wants something out of you. Because she wants something out of you. That's what you get out of a refugee bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like... Uh, a girl. No, this temporary visa. It's not even a refugee. Temporary visa. It's Meaning like, she got to go back home. Um, she's on the clock. Yeah. Oh, so it goes ring. from hello to like, yo, let's move in together. <laughs> like week two. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. She, she want to be saved. <laughs> yeah. That's God. why I was saying Alex is kind of like dating a girl with terminal cancer. Wow. <laughs> because, <laughs> not because Take thinking about, because like, <laughs> she her visa is for three months, uh. right? <laughs> right like that's what you got so you're dead unless there's a magical cure you know, like, yeah she out here praying for a miracle you're playing for a miracle you know what i mean but like literally you can act however you want in that like what you gonna break up with me for the next month <laughs> do you know what i mean like what i i used to love those relationships that i knew were coming in because i didn't have to break up it's the best thing about like when i lived in spain that makes sense. i got that shit like you the, the world does it for you that makes sense. And you approach that date, and they start saying like, "Well, maybe we should continue this," and you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and back in the day, there was no FaceTime, nothing. It was like you had to hit the same button three times to get to the K. You know what I mean? So you weren't even texting that much. Yeah. So it was just like when they were gone, you're gone. Yeah. It's like you didn't even have to ghost. Like the government did the it. Government for you. did it for yeah. you, bro. Fucking pagers. Remember pagers? Pagers. Ugh. What a dumb they don't know. They wasn't, they wasn't outside. They don't know them days. Yeah. We had to go find fucking public phones that crackheads just peed on. Kaz looks so <laughs> African people. to me right now. I can't explain really? it. I think it's the posture. You sitting up a is little it? straighter. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you looking, looking mad Nigerian right now. I, don't know. I ran into somebody at, uh, God, I was in Macy's the other day. I ran to a uh, fucking, I was buying a jacket. And somebody was like, he was working there. I was like, yo, do you know where the fucking jackets are? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, wait, you're in? You're the guy in the Andrew Schultz podcast, right? Like, you sit in the back. I'm like, fuck, all right, I got to start sitting up. Let me start sitting with better posture, so motherfuckers. And I watched, like, some of the tapes. I'm like, I'm always kind of lean back, so that's, that's, that explains the... <sighs> guys. Sorry, guys. Don't worry about it. Listen, that was a little bit it. of flagrancy. We need to get... I, we have some very important things to discuss. I got um, I got a couple takes that I want to uh, to share with you. I went out, Akash, and I, and I went to some... Uh, some kind of alternative venue comedy shows Ooh. on Friday and Saturday. 
bomb my ass off. That's what's up. So, but I like to right I like to just I like to talk about the state of of comedy right. in that regard. Um, also, Alex is breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Zion Williamson out six to eight weeks with fucked up knee. They're not taking any chances. That's all that is. Motherfucker too fat. Yeah, he's, he got lose weight. He got to lose weight, dude. He does he not look weight. good. Yeah, it's Derrick Rose, man. Like that's a lot of, and to be that explosive, that's a lot of weight on your knees and a lot of impact on your lot. knees. He jumps a fucking lot, bro. Yeah. Like yeah, that's all. Like when I see him, I think of Derrick Rose because like prime Derrick Rose, the way he fucking was so herky jerky, and like he was like too athletic for his body. When it's like, yo, your body's not supposed to move like that. Like, right. The way you land and all that type of shit. This is three knee injuries in a year. That's not 19 no bueno. years old. That's not, they're not, they're not taking any chances. Not but good. 19, you're going to come back quick. But um, right. look, before we go uh, into this next stuff, I just want to throw out some dates, man. Uh, Palm Beach Improv this Saturday. First show sold out. We added a second show. Um, get those tickets now. Get them early. Uh, then we got uh, the West Coast next week. going to be Chico, California, the first, the second, the third, Sacramento. Uh, I think there might be a couple tickets left for the uh, late show on the third. Then we're coming back to the East Coast. We got the 14th, Connecticut, Wall Street Theater. Then we got uh, the 16th, Boston, the Wilbur Theater. First show sold out. More tickets left for the second show. And then the 22nd, New York yep, City, yep, yep. Town Hall, two shows. Ooh. First one sold out. Second one almost so get theirs. I don't want to hear any bitching. We're not adding no more shows. That's it. This is your chance for the Matador Tour. New York is happening one time in New York. You come get those real quick. And then we added more shows. TheAndrewShows.com. Go get them shits. Akash, what you got? Yo, the rest of the dates for this year for the Big Daisy Energy Tour. First of all, shouts to, I forgot to shout out, EJ Watson uh, in Detroit. He's the one that got me up there. It was his birthday. Kid is a comic. He's about the flagrancy. I'm supposed to shout out his podcast, but I forgot the name, so I'll do that next week. But uh, dates that are coming up, San Diego, uh, November 7th through the 9th at the American Comedy Club. Uh, then the next day, I'm in Tempe, Arizona at the Improv, November 10th. Then November 14th, I'm at the Hartford Funny Bone in Connecticut. And then December 19th, 20th, and 21st, Big Daisy Energy Homecoming. I'm going to Mumbai. Oh, shit. Killing, bro. We'll be out there. Let's what go. are you doing out Habitat there? Habitat Comedy Club. Uh friend of ours was setting us up we're gonna we're gonna do this shit how'd Me you how'd you organize that how that so come i about? went uh six seven or i went in march and we did some shows there me and the brownish guys uh and then dushar and i are going back and so we got in contact with the club last time the shows went well you know youtube is going well so they said come back come through headline dushar is going to feature and uh, he's going to replace Donish because Donish Pakistani ass ain't allowed in the country. <laughs> so oh, Pakistanis aren't allowed in it. No, straight up. He can't. He can't come. God damn. He ain't allowed. It's not even like I won't let him. It's like India is like, nah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Just yeah. because he's of Pakistani uh, heritage or whatever? Yeah, like, that? like that's his That's Doesn't his nationality. Well, do do they really get upset that we that if we call them Paki, Pakis or whatever? Pakis? I assume it's contextual. Because in England, that's used in like that's their slur. Mm. Yeah, but it's just I don't understand it. Like it's the same shit as tranny, right? It's like, well, that's what I'm saying. I assume it's contextual. It's like these fucking packies. Like, it's the fucking that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you're like, I love pocky food, man. Pocky food is the best. Yeah, I don't think that. But do they take it contextually, or do they get upset? Depends probably who you're talking to. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Cass. Yes, sir. Uh, Let me pull this up. November 2nd, 2019, Atlanta Duce Palooza is coming through the Masquerade. 
Oh man, Shit, I can't wait. You got to a whole gay Duce Palooza. That's what's yes, there is lit. <laughs> Duce Palooza for everybody, baby. Bring all your gays over here. I fucking love it. Um, also, do say into those dudes' mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that one right there. Hey, no. That's gonna be serious. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I shall not be doing that. Uh, November eighth. You wouldn't shoot it into a guy's mouth. I give it to a girl and do it. Like if she like like Ray does that. Like shout out to Ray VB. She's like, let me shoot smile. I give her the gun. Like oh, shoot she'll it. shoot the dudes. Yeah, you would never shoot the dudes. Nah, why not? It's not that type of party. <laughs> Son, it's Atlanta. It's that type of party. Yeah, dude. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Los Angeles, <laughs> November eighth, two thousand nineteen. We're taking over the Palladium, Duce Palooza again. And don't forget, uh, December thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. We're making history in Brooklyn, New York. Can't wait to announce that. Also, this week I'm debuting a brand new show called Big Apple Buckets with the New York Post. Ooh. I'll be doing a New York Knicks-centered podcast with the guys at the New York Post. Straight Knicks talk all day for 30 minutes. The first guest, Walt Clyde Frazier, two-time NBA champion, and Mark Berman of the Post, the Knicks beat writer. I know you guys. I'm a huge, huge Knicks fan. This is a, means a whole lot to me. So mm-hmm. once the link is out there, please support it. Please share it. Whatever you got to do. Uh, I cannot think of a more depressing podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a hundred though. This year, specifically, that's that's what's gonna make it so much fun because it's like you're not gonna keep it a hundred because you already delusional about the Knicks. Exactly. So you're keeping it a hundred and still everybody else is. What the fuck is this guy talking about? No, bro, it's it's preseason. You're allowed to be delusional up until like tomorrow. Like I'm you have a f- up until I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Obviously, we're gonna support, man. Yes, sir, gang, so gang. check that shit out. And support all this shit, man. Has an effect, fucking, you know, do say Palooza, fucking everything, man. Everything. Things good things are happening for the gang all around. Yes, so sir. Support, support, we doing support. it, we doing it. Um, okay, so I went out to these shows. There are some very actually there are some cool shows. Uh my girl Fawn runs a show. It's like a secret show. It's quite interesting. I couldn't believe anybody showed up, but they just email you that day and let you know where the show's going to be. Oh, that's dope. It, they don't even tell you the lineup. I think they're just like, show up and it's going to be a show. It's called Don't Tell Comedy. And this one was on like the, what was it, the 50th floor of some building? Yeah. Was, you were there? I know Rockefeller Center. It was like basically Rockefeller Center. It was like on like 50th oh, floor. But And son, it felt like Spider-Man. It was on the roof there, you could go outside, and there were all the buildings around. You know, like you see Spider-Man shooting at things, and then, and then like flying. But like, yeah. there's it's very rare that in your life are you on a balcony that high where you would Spider-Man. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because right. when are you ever outside on the 30th floor? Yeah. And when you are, when are you around other buildings that are higher than that by yeah. many stories? It's hard to Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. In other words, yeah. right? But like, it, it was cool. I went up. I did. Um, I did the set and, uh, right, you know, I, I, I fucked around, but uh, I did a, a few jokes. But it was interesting. I felt like a little, you know, pullback from the audience. And and it was one of these things where it's like, uh, yeah, it was one of these things where it's like, oh, it's interesting. There are certain things they're just not allowing themselves to laugh at. And then I was like, you know, maybe it's just this show. It is what it is. And then Saturday we went to another show uh, hosted by Ronnie Lord. Uh, uh, it's in this barber shop. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Ronnie. And, uh it's a called barbershop comedy show or something like that. It's really cool. They actually like convert this barbershop into a show. I mean, it's just a great idea. It's super intimate. It's on like Second Street in East Village. And um bomb my ass off again in that one. And um Wait, you say a little pullback in the first one. Was it a bomb? Was it an L or was it like eh, it was I like, how, I like how you call it a little pullback audible groans. <laughs> <laughs> so Here, there's a lady in the back like mm. So so here's the thing. Anything if I'm not killing, I consider it a bomb. Right. Yeah. Right? So like 
it's I, I I never have like I'm never like oh that was okay. Okay. It's either kill or bomb. Right. So, but when I I can look at a crowd and I can be like these people acknowledge that these jokes are funny. Right. I don't need a crowd to tell me the jokes are funny. I know the jokes are funny. Yeah. Facts. Right now it's about whether they'll allow themselves to laugh at an idea. Right. And I went in, I'd been doing the clubs and I'd be doing our like, you know, live shows and tour. So like I really thought that we won the war on comedy. Mm. I thought it was done. Like mm. I, I mean even went on Rogan, I was like, no, it's over. Like we we beat them. Uh, people want real comedy now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and yeah. I and I didn't do the alternative rooms and this was the first time in a while where I was like, "Oh shit. There are people that refuse to laugh in, unless the jokes are politically aligned with their beliefs. Yeah. Regardless of how funny the jokes are. And I did a little experiment when I was at the barbershop show. Like, I really leaned into, like, the stuff I do is always goes against whatever we're supposed to think, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's the fun for me in comedy. It's yeah. e- Making shit funny is easy for me. The challenge is making the shit funny that that's you're not, not supposed, supposed to. to. Right. That, I need to, that's the exciting thing. That's yeah. the stakes are high. That is, like, let's, let's try to do this at the highest level, yeah. you know? So it's like, I, I I did a bunch of jokes. I don't want to give them away because I'm doing part of the tour, but I did a bunch of jokes that were not at all like liberally politically aligned, like making the opposite argument fucked up right. shit. And then I have one, this part of a bit, I don't want to give it away, but that, that does align politically with their beliefs. I was like, I'm going to give this one to them right now and see how they react. Applause break. Mm-hmm. Laughing, support, and I'm like, you're not clapping because of how funny this joke is, even though it's a funny joke. You're clapping because you, you agree, agree with, with the it. joke. Yeah. And and then I did another joke that has two different things in it, where one group, a minority group, is made fun of at first, mm-hmm. and then later whites are made fun of. Right. When I'm making fun of the minority, they couldn't laugh. The second the joke transgresses white people, yeah. immediately laughing. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I thought we were past this. I thought we had I thought we had beaten this down. I thought these people didn't exist because I've been in the comedy clubs and I've been on tour. But there are still people that refuse to laugh unless it goes along with their political beliefs. Well, you gotta remember, you've created like this kind of like not a bubble, but you've created this you've been instrumental in creating this space where you don't need to appease those people. No, hundred uh, percent, right? But it's one of those things where like it came back and I and two things happened. I also thought everybody was starting to do this type of comedy now, mm-hmm. right? Nope. And and in that moment, I started to realize, oh shit, this is why I have this this like appreciation from people. I never really got that, you know, like people hit me up from YouTube or Instagram. And you say, yo, thank you for doing what you're doing. I'm like, yeah. bro, I'm just having fun doing comedy. This is the type of comedy I love. Yeah, but yeah. they see that, right? Yeah, and they're like. I, I I missed the the old com. Now I'm not knocking any of the comics that went on the show because I didn't see them go on the show. Right? Mm-hmm. They could have been doing the exact same shit as me. I can't I can't say. And I love the fact that they're doing these different shows. I went there specifically for dropping in, so I should could give them some exposure. I feel like I want to help out New York comedy scene, and there should be different venues for all different types of comedy. Like yeah. I want to help out as much as I can. But I did have a concern, and Akash, we had discussed this before, and the concern is. There are all these young comics that are coming up in this scene. And how can you develop an authentic voice when your audience is fraudulent? Mm. Mm. That's bars. I don't think you truly can. Like, you and I 
did comedy in a basement to in tourists a in a dungeon, right? That we did not care about what those tourists Industry thought. Industry would specifically avoid, avoid that avoid it. place. And and but here's the thing: we didn't care what the tourists thought, so it'd be cool if we bombed. But also, they were tourists; they didn't have to see anybody else again. They didn't have a social cost to laughing at a joke, oh, right? right? They're yeah. going back to fucking Ohio or Sweden yeah. or wherever they're from, yeah. right? So they could laugh at a little more fucked up shit because they're like, I don't care if these people judge me. Yeah. But these people that, that are going to these shows, that's maybe part of the neighborhood. Mm. They're going to see. And then you look at somebody like, yo, did you laugh at that abortion joke? What the hell is wrong with this guy? Look at him laughing. Right? So it is a concern of mine for comedy moving forward because at the end of the day, we're not going to keep doing comedy for bombing. At the end of the day, we want to get laughs. We're comics. We are insecure. We want to be validated by our off, our, yeah. our audience. But so we will gravitate towards what towards what works. It takes a strong constitution to stick to your guns when you're not doing well, right? And I and I fear that if if there are comics that are going up in front of too many audiences that are only laughing at shit they're politically aligned with. That they'll start doing jokes that will end up getting those those laughs, and they won't develop an authentic comedic voice unless that is their comedic voice. Mm. And it's like it, it makes me a little concerned for com- comedy as it moves forward. I'm not trying to dismiss what you're saying. I know I can sound dismissive sometimes. My <clears throat> fiance tells me this shit all the time. Uh, <laughs> but I'll say two things. Number one, I don't think you ever stamp out this kind of comedy. It's not like it's a thing that goes like in the same way that you we talk about how entertainment is so fragmented now and like. Everybody just kind of has their group and their audience. That's what comedy is going to become. But, There's going to be right. this group I mean, of people that goes is. to that thing, and this right. group of people that goes for the flagrancy, and this group of people that wants PC. And here's the other thing I would say. If you aren't, the cream will always rise to the top. Yes. I guess I guess what it's important to note, though, this isn't the same as, as, as um, it's not like basketball courts where you just get to decide where you play. Fair. And if you want to have like a soft game, you go to the YMCA. You want to have a tough game, you play outside in, you know, Canarsie. I know when I was coming up, we but, kind of romanticized these stories, though, about like Bill Burr, who would go do the hood rooms and bomb for a long time before he finally figured it out. You hear about these guys. Right. I've talked openly about how I bombed. When we first met, I was bombing for a good year and a half straight. Right. Constant L's. Right. The ones who want to be great are like, all right, well, that's the cost. That's fine. I want that shit. I want that top tier right, shit. Right. So, so what, I'll eat that cost. Right. But there is a difference because you didn't really have that experience. You got to come in and you got to perform in you know, the Lantern and these types of venues, right, to balance out the shitty ones. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is there are people that on the come up of comedy, you can't just walk into the Comedy Cellar or New York Comedy Club and go, I'd like to go on. You have to perform at these other things first. And in order to get from there to the clubs, you have to succeed at there. Before you could get past the clubs, you had to be able to do well at the Lantern, which was nice because we created our our type of comedy there. But you also had to do well in these other rooms. Yeah, I still think. I mean, I I would bomb at the lantern when I first got there for months. Sure, on we, end. we all we all did. You I'm not saying you did. Me of, though? Like, if, My if, point if, is like did. this is a necessary step. Yeah. In like getting your footing in a New York comedy scene, and if you're just like it's always been like Knitting Factory was for a lot of new comics, they'd come and they do Knitting Factory and they do well at Knitting Factory, and then they'd get these other different places. Right. Mm-hmm. Doing well in rooms gets you more rooms. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. If you choose to bomb to stick to your comedic laurels, you're not going to get booked on the other shit. And if you don't get booked on the other shit, it's going to take way longer to get to 
the clubs where you can actually do your shit. So there's this weird catch-22. It's like, okay, should I do the stuff that's not really authentic to me so I can get to the other stuff so I can eventually do me? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think this is, sounds weird, but your perception is a bit skewed because you got funny really fucking fast. So you were also always able to do the flagrant shit and get laughs. And then there were audiences even back then where they were like, you know, whatever, I'm not going to name clubs. I remember you telling me one show, you're like, oh, I went, there was like the hot club the hot little room, and you were like, oh, I just bombed my ass off. Right. Because though, that was that group of people. That group of people existed then, just like it exists now. It might be a little more pervasive now, but not as much as you think, I don't think. We caught That's it on true. the come up. Now it's, I think, on the come down. And no. I would like to just point in, um, yeah. so you're saying that you can't find your authentic voice in rooms like that, and I would actually say the opposite. So That's what I, yeah. like the PC people will find their authentic voice because they're going to perform well in front of there and then when they go to a room that's wants like more uh gritty comedy they're not going to perform well as like and now you get to learn a good crowd from a bad crowd because you know how you can go in and assess the crowd and like you can even pick apart the crowd and see like oh yeah they're they feel uncomfortable to laugh at this shit so it's like that makes you a better comic because now it's like oh i see the difference in terms of the people i perform in right, right, i'm right. still performing my same comedy in front of both different groups and i know what works to my group so you can still find your voice in front of those crowds, even if you do bad. No. No? Uh. No, no. Yeah, you, I, I don't necessarily No, do no, that. you can't. You can't because you can only find your voice in front of them if your voice is consistent with them. Because no comic, I don't care how good they are. And again, we do romanticize those things. But no comic, I don't care how good they are, will tell the same jokes for a year and continue bombing with them. Yeah, but you're saying they keep, they only go to that room. Remember, they're, they're trying to get on stage everywhere, so they're doing different rooms. Right, right. So my assumption is that there are a lot of rooms that ha- that are filled with those types of audience. Yeah, you don't think there's going to be any diversity? Like, there's not going to be any rooms that have Those rooms tend audience? to, uh, to use a term I use earlier, stamp out. Like, if you're a super woke crowd, the guy, it takes a lot of confidence to be the audience member laughing at a horrible joke in a super woke crowd. No, 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 I get that. But, I mean, you don't think there are any rooms that... Don't have woke crowds. There's not as many rooms. They're different rooms, the scenes. Rooms, like, yeah. like for example, like Akash and I were saying, we would go to the black rooms. Yeah. Never did I feel like I couldn't tell a certain type of joke in those rooms. Mm-hmm. Right. I felt like I could be as flagrant as I wanted. When I would go to the, to the woke rooms or what we would call like the alt rooms, the hipster yeah. rooms, I would have to be. Well, I mean, I wouldn't change what I did, but I would go in there with the idea like. They're gonna. They're not gonna get on board with this. Mm-hmm. This joke is critical of women. This joke is critical of a minority group. They won't feel comfortable doing it. Now, if I was being critical of myself or like white people in general, yes, they would. And I feel like a, like most comics have a desire to be validated, and that will overrule their desire to do an authentic uh, bit. Okay. That's my concern. Uh, I got you. you. Do you see I, what yeah, I'm saying? No, I, no, I 100% no, I you feel your concern. We're talk, there's different levels of this, Akash. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not saying this is the end, I'll be though. There will be no more comedy. No, no, no. But I, I, feel like, I feel like young comics coming up, I would really implore them, go to an open mic in Long Island. Yeah. Like try a lot of go to places there. where if you if you are flagrant, go to mm-hmm. places where the flagrancy can go out to Staten Island where you know they're not going to be upset mm-hmm. about some joke. You know, That's if you stay point. in that, if you are one of the flagrancy, you know, like because if you stay in that scene, that need for validation that we all have in us is going to come over you. You know, like maybe maybe I'm a sociopath. 
Maybe, maybe. I. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he, he beat me too. <laughs> and that's fair. And that's fair. But that's not going to be everybody. Like, yeah. I, maybe I don't mind having that. Like, I also will, will, will be in front of those crowds and I'll like look at them and I'll be, if I could tell that you are trying to not laugh. Oh, you target them. Yeah. Then I. Oh, then, you got it. You got to shame them. Yeah. Oh, not even shame. Like, like I, I, if I could tell you're trying to not laugh, I'm like, oh, that's good. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Like. Yeah. Because I'm not There's going so to these rooms. Effort. There's a lot yeah. of effort into uh, not I'll laughing. I'll call that out. I'll be like, like laughing is easy. Try not to laugh is fucking hard. So that's like, that's a good that's a good perspective. Because yeah. I'll be like, you realize you're just hurting yourself, right? Yeah. Like I'll I'll talk <laughs> to them. But um, I think what I would do back then, and I I still probably do it, is I would think, okay, I don't want to sacrifice my idea. How do I get other audiences to laugh at this idea? Make it palatable. We used to always use that term. Make it palatable. Make yeah. it palatable. That's the most I would do at a certain point. This shit is art. If you're an artist about your type of comedy, it's like, okay, I will not sacrifice this at a certain point. I agree with you completely, and I think that what we would do is, and we would always talk about is make it silly. Hmm. The point, the, the premise can be serious, but punch it silly. And there was a time, I think, when we came up where the premises might have been a little tough. Yeah. You know, like... But if you, as long as you made the 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 punchy part silly, it was okay. And I think the growth of PC culture, it has kind of invaded the space of silly. Even well, actually, you said that to me recently, and that shifted. That was like a big shift for me. Is like, right. oh fuck, silly. That's a silly fun way it. to make it palatable without trying to fuck with your message or whatever you're trying to say. Right. That was actually a big thing that recently I was like, oh shit, silly. You just find your version of anytime silly. Anytime I'm I'm not the joke isn't going over, it's like, oh, it's not silly. Yeah. It's not silly enough. Yeah. And once it's silly, you 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 find a way to like get there. You know what I mean? But it just it it, it was so it was so fascinating to watch adults to like watch adults fight for like an, an idea. In a place of comedy, it was just so odd. It's also so funny to see them be offended it, in the most expensive cities in the world. Time, oh, dude, dude, and, and like so easy to like trigger. Like, I, I, w I would do this back in the day because there was a joke of mine that I had. Some of you guys might be familiar, but about the Mexicans stealing the jobs. Yeah, and I was like, "How do you steal a job?" I never yeah. seen a Mexican walk into the restaurant and go, "Give me the dishes," right? Yeah. And like, that was the that was the joke I would do to test an audience that I was bombing in front of. So if I was bombing and then I did that joke and they laughed. I would go, oh, you just want jokes you agree with. Okay. Because mm -hmm. to me, it was a good joke, but it was also like a liberal-leaning yeah, yeah. perspective. 100%. And, I, and, and it was, it's just fascinating to me that people could go out for a night of agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. isn't that odd? I mean, I guess it's just safe. It's safe to yes. not laugh at that shit, man. And to be honest, we're at a time where it is not that easy to just go out and just have a good time without being offended by something. You know what I'm saying? So It's just a lack of self-awareness that New York is this worldly city and the whole world is in New York. No, the richest people in the whole world are in New York. Yeah. Like, the yeah. richest Indians or Nigerians or whatever. The smartest, most successful ones are in New York. Mm. This is not a global place. This is a global elite city. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not a global city. Very true. That very true. Oh man, I want to I want to say something, but I think I'm gonna turn it into a bit. But it's it's yeah, that's a great way of put. We're fucking spoiled, dude. Yeah. And there's a. I always wonder, like, uh, if I did, if I wasn't born here, how different life would be. 
Different. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I wasn't born, like, Akash, I know you weren't born here, but Andrew, you were. Yeah. Alex, you were born here yeah. as well. It's like, I'm just spoiled by just seeing everybody. Bro, we're so wildly spoiled. Yeah. It's not even funny, dude. Yeah. I wish I could. I don't want to ruin this because I want to. I want to do it as part of this bit. Mm. But like, we are so. Whatever. Let's move on because I, let's move on. I'm gonna want to do it. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. It was just. It was just an interesting thing. And then the other. The other observation that I made was, I think that this is we are living in the easiest time in history to have a successful restaurant. Mm. <laughs> Really? I, I have feel a, like those are easy money losers. I have a theory. Yes, I have a theory. This is yeah. the thing about restaurants that I realize is quality food is still the rarest thing yes. in the world. And it is so rare that if you have it, we will find it. And that's why celeb endorsed restaurants never work. Like Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. Mm. Like, I don't give a fuck if Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. is the steak good. Yeah. Like I'll wear the sneakers that Kobe wears. Yeah. Because right. they're the same as all the other sneakers, really. Right. I just like Kobe. And it's Kobe endorsing the shit he's good at. Boom. The fuck does Michael Jordan know about steak? The fuck do you know yeah. about steak? <laughs> Literally, what could you possibly That's like my favorite Kanye West clip of all time? Oh yeah, yeah. What There's does Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga know about? <laughs> it's like it's like I love the Gaga songs. What the fuck does you know about cameras? Yeah. So it's like, so I, I'm sitting down and, and I'm and I'm thinking about this fucking restaurant shit, and I'm like, but now if your food is actually good, which is hard, mm-hmm. now we have all these other means of communication to spread word of mouth. Yelp. Right? Yelp. Google reviews. All that shit. Oh yeah. And now and now that but we have Yelp it, is a little skewed. Because like you gotta be a certain type of person. And there's like, oh shit, on top it. of that, there's all these like blogs and everybody that's gotta churn out content. If you yeah, have a yeah. restaurant that's remotely hot or a piece of food that's remotely hot They're people it. are lining up at all they'll write about it and then the line triples so yeah. now check this right like you said piece of food that's remotely hot cronut cronut yeah make it instagram back back it up from back it up from cronut right i thought about what i would do if i was like big farm america like mm. you know these big farming conglomerates right i go to one of these or a group of these elite chefs you know yeah. the ones that have a bunch of restaurants and i go fam make a dish with brussels sprouts because when we were growing up, Brussels sprouts were trash, right? Yeah. Brussels sprouts came to fuck yep. up. Yo, Brussels and sprouts cauliflower. having a hot and, girl And cauli- buffalo cauliflower. <laughs> all that is having a hot girl summer. <laughs> Son. Oh, Brussels sprouts is popping right It's popping, now, right? Bro. Yo, tell me if you're one of these big farm com- corporations, you don't go, yo, listen, we will give you all the free produce you need. Free for all your restaurants. Just make a dish with Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Because in six months, every fucking TGI Fridays, all this shit... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the way you game the system now? Yeah, it's like influencers, like social media influencers, yeah, but restaurant influencers with chefs. Yeah, because they can make anything good. I've been to these fancy restaurants; they I take mean, the a fucking turnip and make it good. The like, only reason why we thought Brussels sprouts were whack is because like fucking influ- the influencers of our time told us it was whack. It was every TV show or cartoon. Every fucking oh, eat your Brussels, make you Brussels sprouts. I'm like oh my god, and like I never even ate it. I just assumed Brussels sprouts are trash. And I grew up, I was like. Bro, this shit roasted the right way. Nice seasoning, hot sauce. Yeah. They're amazing. I think a version of that Fantastic. is happening. Maybe not from like Go. big farms, Go. but like every year there's the new craze. Mm. It's the kale. It's the. So tell me if you're. Oh, there's a woman supposedly called the Queen of Kale. Mm. And she was the one that got kale popping. Really? And I'm like, I think you can manifest these crazes. And I think if you had enough farmland where it was worth it to you to increase the amount of. The nut that you sold. It doesn't have to be leaf. It could be, yo, almonds aren't popping. What are we doing with almonds? 
Yo, that's, do you know that's what I'm saying? Like, how do we get into the food culture where you start going, oh, man, I need to have those honey glazed almonds or whatever it is? Yeah. I just think it fizzles out quick, though. True. Like, in the food, it's like, oh, we're on to the next thing. Because kale came and went. Then it was pumpkin everything. You know, because you know what happened Then it's like oat milk everything. Then it was turmeric everything. It was uh, avocado everything. Like, it, it comes, fizzles, and then it's like, yeah, some people stick around, but then everybody's like, oh, you still on that shit? It's like the iPhone. So it's quick money. Yeah. yeah. So it's not something you want to manifest because like you want to be in business with Brussels sprouts forever. Yeah. But at least you would know how to plan for it. Mm. True. Like if there's stocks in that shit, it's like, oh, you just see what the basic white bitch girl is eating right now. It's like, oh, that's it. Put your money in that. Real talk. Pumpkin Maybe that's the way. To, through the roof. <laughs> so you find you find the pipeline of that shit. Yeah. That's what I would do. Basic white so bitch. We gotta find we gotta get a popping vegetable. Son, and give that, it to that guy, make that Dan. The flagrant vegetable, bro. Yo, we gotta pick one, squash or some shit. Something, and then give it to the guy, Dan. Pumpernickel. What's pumpernickel? Is that good? That's no. not a vegetable, son. It's not. No, it's <laughs> black bread, ass right? bread, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I didn't even know that was a vegetable. <laughs> I was like, sounded like a vegetable. I don't know. Uh, fuck yeah, let's get a fucking vegetable popping. Son, like that shit. The talk of the town. Beats, yo. Yo, Beats. Beats? Yo. Beats could easily be that shit. Beats Beats by flagrancy. (laughs) (laughs) Beats by flagrant too, bro. Get them shits. Oh, I just want to confirm that uh, this Saturday when we were out, um, the sleeper cells, all the Chinatowns in America, (laughs) that is a true thing. It was confirmed by a Chinese man during Andrew's set. That shit is happening. Mm -hmm. Be afraid. I asked a Chinese couple in the front row. Yep. I said, yo, if it goes down between America and China, whose side you on? No hesitation. No hesitation. This motherfucker said China. Mm. In a room full of Americans, proudly said China. Yeah, but it's a whole crowd. Of course you're going to say that shit. Say what? No, no, this was at at a comedy club. Oh, fuck. And then? It's kind of... You you was like, oh, I've heard about has uh, this theory that all the Chinatowns and cities are sleeper cells or whatever the case is. And, And I go, is that the case? And then he's just mad quiet. And I was like, what? All right. Y'all keep playing. <laughs> Next time I get a Chinese girl, I'll be Bro. good. Yo, all I'm saying is. <laughs> I'm going to be good. Maybe they were right about them tournament camps back in the day. Yo, chill out. Son. Don't yeah, it chill out. Son. Son, it's the same <laughs> you, principle, you son. Take, yeah, but. That's why. Yo, far, people son. like you were the ones that made them. <laughs> Do you, know I mean? you don't think that there was a white dude back in California like, yo, maybe we should round up these Japanese, bro. I think they got sleeper cells. <laughs> No, right? Ain't no Japan town. <laughs> Say what? Ain't no Japan towns. There was probably some Japan. You know how scared white people must have been? They're not even cooking the fish. They're like, yo, something's off with these motherfuckers. <laughs> they just eating the fish right out the water. <laughs> you don't think that's going to scare a, a, a nice country white person In the who's 50s been cooking his food for his entire life? Japanese people just biting fish right out the fucking pond like a t- merman. <laughs> Yo, they thinking they're mermaids, the Japanese, bro. No? Nah, bro. <laughs> Not at all. I can see it. I can see it. Mermen don't eat fish. They're, aren't they like. What they eat? They like chicken wings, bro? People. But what the fuck, mermen? What the fuck, that. mermaids eat? <laughs> they eating jollof? Know, but like, they're like fish. They're like one with the people. Like, they speak to the fish. They're like yeah, friends with the fish. They don't eat the fish. Bigger Aquaman, fish eat yo. the little fish, bro. Yeah. Nah, those are like. <laughs> Sorry, yo, fish. son. Fish like eat shark, fish. Yeah. That's how good fish. fish are. <laughs> no, nah, fish is delicious. Yo, fish is so good. Fish Even so fish eat good, them, bro. son. <laughs> son, if you talk to a fish about fish, like. <laughs> 
I think I had that joke here a while ago, right? About like, like you ask Kaz what he eats, he wouldn't be like Akash. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, but I had that bit them. where it's <laughs> like smaller we don't eat you. midgets. Yeah, right. But like they do. Valid. That is valid. I would eat Akash though if he was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fast I mean, he looks like. I mean, bro. <laughs> Hey, bro, you can get it. Out of everybody in here, he, he looks like he has the most flavor. You <laughs> <laughs> so, look delectable. I'm going to be bland, bro. I'm going to be bland, bro. Brick, son. He's Andrew, nice and bland. He's bland as shit. I'm going to be bland, son. He's marinating. He's been marinating our car, son. Alex, you too, like, you too much seasoning. Like, <laughs> that's like fucking heart palpitations and shit. Yeah, yeah. Akash, perfect amount of spice. <laughs> Tastiness. <laughs> Throw that man on a fucking foreman grill. <laughs> foreman grill. Oh, <laughs> Guys, let me tell you this. Yeah. A game is 10 times more exciting when you're putting money on it. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been putting uh, money down for years or you're ready to play for the first time. My bookie is your best bet this season. I'm going to tell you why. Hell yeah. There's a bunch of other things to say, but this is the reason. Mm-hmm. They're matching your initial investment up to $1,000. That's, that's the reason. That's crazy. Yes, you could do parlays, Akash. You know, where you bet on a bunch of games yeah. and increase the amount uh, that you could win. Uh, but you don't even have to worry about that because they're matching your money. I cannot tell you this more than in this, than this one way. You're getting free money to gamble with. You put some money in, they match it. It's as simple as that. Free money to gamble with. You go to mybookie.ag, you get that free money to gamble with. Because nobody is going to give you more ways to win than them. You can bet on the first half of the game, but on the second half of the game. You lose on the first, you make it up on the second. Simple as that. You got pro football, college football, Major League Baseball, hmm, both hockey and basketball <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> now it's time to get in the action, okay? You want to support your team this season. Don't just sit on the sidelines. You go to mybookie.ag. You join right now. MyBookie is going to double that deposit. You just got to use the code flagrant. MyBookie.ag, use the code Flagrant. Go there, you play, you win, you get paid. Real talk, there's only one way to make baseball exciting. <laughs> exactly. Gambling. Gamble on that the shit. Only man. way. Yeah. You a Yankees Ooh. fan? I don't really give a fuck, but you know what I mean? Gamble on the uh, World I watched them games this they weekend, out. man. They yeah, out. they yeah. out, bro. I, w- I watched the entire fucking game, bro. It is so boring. Literally, there were two plays that made me scream, and there were the last two plays in the last inning. DJ LeMahieu ties it up. Altuve hits a walk-off. The entire eight innings before that shit, I'm sitting there fighting sleep. I literally had to get up and go to a bar to watch the game. I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep on the couch if I watch this here. So I went to the bar down the street, sitting there fucking nervous as shit. As soon as LeMahieu ties it up, I'm like, all right, boom, we in here. Going to extra innings, got my drink here, yada, yada. Very next inning, he hits the walk-off, and that's the fucking game. That's baseball. The most boring most popular fucking sport. I just got bored sport. right now listening to you <laughs> talk about it. Like, like, I, I see it. I'm yeah, trying to yeah. hype it up and shit. I'm like, yeah, nah. I just Even went on talking a, about baseball. I just went on a 30-minute rant about comedy that I thought was pretty boring. But hearing <laughs> hearing you talk about baseball for 30 seconds even put my own boring conversation in perspective. <laughs> That's for all the people that say we don't talk baseball. There it is. Give That's it the shot, reason. Yo. Okay. That's why. You said DJ LeMahieu, and I almost fell asleep halfway through his name. <laughs> There was something about huge. It sounded <laughs> like huge. It took all my energy. I'm gone it's now. So- I'm just, I'm done. What are we talking about now? The exciting sports happen basketball this weekend? Yo, this week. we got basketball back, but more importantly, I saw a crazy news story. Akash, did you hear about them Indians? that they, they put the cardboard boxes on their heads so they didn't cheat during the test? 
Yeah. What? Oh, no. Son, there's an Indian school where the kids had to have a cardboard box with a hole cut out in the front when they're taking the test so they didn't look over at That's each other's tests. Is that That's a common up. thing? Not that I know of, but good for them. Because you can't just all be cheating off the smartest kids in the school. They're all the smartest all kids. The smart. I was about so to who's say. cheating on who? Bro, everybody probably cheating off everybody. They all going for them hundreds. Indians now you just write the other. answers inside the cardboard That's box that you lit. Bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they put the box, right? They don't let you bring your own box from home. I thought they would let you bring your own box. I thought they would let you bring your own box. So wait, you just got to bring your bed? (laughs) 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 Kids, we would like if you bring your bed to school for test tomorrow. Everybody's going to test in the bed. It's the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Relax, (laughs) y'all. I thought that was crazy, man. I took a little screenshot of it. Yeah, I was about to say, can I see it? I got you. It's like, I'll show you. Yo, while we're pulling this up, did you guys watch the video I sent you of, of the Tom Brady massage parlor shit? No, what was that? Bruh, it's a clip from this. Holy shit. That's great. That's what's up, man. Don't think these motherfuckers cheat. Bro. Yeah, be doctors. Uh, nobody uh, wants to, I don't even want to be smart that There's bad. a clip. Uh,. <laughs> There's a clip I sent y'all. It's a little excerpt from this new Paul Rudd TV show, I think. Mm. His life sucks or whatever white people think. Mm. And uh, he drives white to... White people think. <laughs> that every white show? My life is just good. <laughs> that's every li- show that's that? every liberal white person show, yeah. yeah. This is so funny. Go on on this. This is so great. That's every white white person TV show is, oh, my life is only good. Why can't it be great? And it's like, bro, this is very low stakes. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Top boy, I just started watching. Motherfuckers getting marked out yeah, with guns yeah, in yeah. England. I don't even know how they got the guns. Yeah, yeah. They all have to share one. It's it's quite adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul Rudd is like, oh, I only make 60000 a year. Wow. I'm not talking about all white people. I'm not talking about the fucking coal miners life. in West Virginia. I'm talking about these fucking liberal cucks who are like, now this is art. Nah, man, that shit is boring, yo. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know <laughs> what I have. Nah, it's, it's, I just didn't want to interrupt. You know, I, I went, it's like, it, there's this funny thing that I see often shared, and it's something like, um, uh, you know, not going for your dreams and... and uh, it's, it's like, it's like not, not going for your dreams and risking it all uh, and, and instead just sitting at your, your job and... You know, and then going home to your house and you know just eating with your your family. That is the real you know nightmare or something like that. Like you know you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not man. wording it right, but essentially the idea that like you got to go. Like white people are, we're so good at just regular life yeah. that being regular is a nightmare. Oh yeah, man! It's just a fucking. It's the worst you don't thing in the world. Be like you guys. your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the golden handcuffs. Like my mom even described this to me once. She was like, you know, I had this job and I had my health care and I had my benefits and how. But those are the golden handcuffs, you know, because that's what they do. They get you to stay there with those golden handcuffs because they don't want you to go out there and be great. And it's like you know how many people would love lock me up, lock admit like that's the dream yeah. to be handcuffed to that life. Oh man. I get so fucking tired of these shows. That's what Louie was, man. That's why I didn't fuck with Louie. I'm like, you're just you're just a white dude who's complaining that he's 10 pounds overweight but keeps eating. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck is a big deal here? Dude, there is something about it. Like, like I understand, like, I'm a white guy, right? So I have this privilege, right? Mm-hmm. But I've always thought about this. 
So let's say I have this privilege. Let's say, Kaz, let's say my life is... Be generous. How many times better than you just because of the color of my skin? Oh, off rip? Are we doing like multiples or percentages? Percentages. Let's say 50%. Yeah, well, it's like 65% better. Sure. Whatever you want. Yeah, I, yeah. I could have said any number. Yeah. I'm 65% better than you, right? <laughs> just, can you reword that? It yeah, felt yeah. Weird. I'm 100% better than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My life, Superior. my privilege is... <laughs> Thank you. I was looking for that synonym. More uh, chosen. <laughs> so my life is 65%, 65% better. 65%. More of a person. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, so let's say let's say I'm two fifths better than you, right? <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I know. So, uh, fuck. so, oh god. So, what if he chose the exact amount? It turned out it to be two fifths. <laughs> but let's just say that, right? I'm whatever whatever amount you say. I don't view things like that. No, I'm just saying. For the like, sake of the hypothetical, it's just hypothetical. It's just hypothetical. I don't yeah, yeah. feel that either. I'm just uh, it out. Look, we're just throwing it out to appease whoever's listening. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, even if my life is better, I was talking to Alex and Weezy about this. I don't see myself as more privileged than anybody. Even if I am, I can't go through life and treat you equally sure. if I see myself as That's, better. Yeah. Ooh. So, so I. I purposely refuse to lean into that so I don't feel pity in my interactions with you or Alex or Akash or anything like that. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's, I think our interactions are quite trusted when I say these things because yeah. it doesn't seem like I'm yeah, speaking yeah, down yeah, to, we, we whatever. Know, we know. Anyway, so 65%, right? I'm 65% more, right? But both of us are 10,000% better than somebody living in like a forest in Cambodia, oh, 1, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my percentage better than you is like point zero 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 one percent. Yep, yep, yep. When it compares to the person at the bottom, mm. so while we're complaining about who's in the 99th percentile and the 98th percent, that's that's the argument in America. One hundred percent, 98 and 99th percentile, and we're like, oh my god, you have it so better, and oh my god, I feel so bad, you got so worse, and literally the majority of the world is like, I'll take anything. Yes, mm. give me anything. Dude, we, are, I used to say this with Occupy Wall Street. It's like, bro, if you're American, you are the one percent. Yes. Yeah. American privilege. Fuck white, black, whatever privilege. Yes. American privilege is the overwhelming privilege. American privilege. American poor is adorable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, like American poor. I live in the projects, and we can only buy Jordans three times a year. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, real talk. It's uh, when you compare our poor to other people's yeah. poor. Go drink the water in India from the projects. You think your water's bad? Go drink that water. See how your body handles it. <laughs> Just. Just drink it if you can. If you can get it, yo, this is my favorite thing. Yo, they were peeing that. in the elevator. You have an elevator, elevator? <laughs> yo. <laughs> you know what, what do you mean elevator? You got floors in your <laughs> building. Wait, your building is made of a substance that can sustain multiple floors. Yeah. Like this, crazy. A hurricane's not gonna wash your whole shit up. Like we're all so fucking lucky, dude. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Grand scheme of things, absolutely. And I understand. I never, I'll never trade, like as I'll never trade American poor for like Nigeria poor, bruh, ever, bruh. But at the same time, you guys got it pretty fucking good. So do <laughs> you. Like, yeah, the, the point is, all we know is what we see, right? So I yeah, completely yeah, yeah. understand everybody complaining about what they see, and I completely understand like 
like cul-de-sac whites complaining about things in their life because they don't see the poverty that's in the hood, right? Mm. And that's why they make shows about how Paul Rudd's life is okay (laughs) because they're so blinded to what goes on in Far Rock, what Mm. goes on in Par Staten Island, that these these white people truly have no fucking clue about what goes on with poor whites in middle America. That's they my, don't even know, right? That's my issue is and more the people who seem to like cling on to it, these fucking liberal white fans that are like cl- think they're open-minded and you're like you you think you're open-minded and you think that's a terrible life? Mm. Like you got no global perspective if that's what you think. And that's why we see so many of those shows because that's more of the population than Maybe. people who are actually yeah. in The thing property. is nobody wants I to I think see there's more poor white people who don't give a fuck about yeah. it, but yeah. I think there's more poor whites, but the people in like LA and New York yes, are that's, so that's yeah are so like, um, what is the word, detach? They're so detached from that reality that they keep on making their shows where they work in like an advertising firm and they like have like brunch all the time. And the people in middle America are like, what are you talking, like, are we supposed to relate to this? Mm. There's a reason Roseanne slept. Some fat bitch. You know how many fat bitches there are? Poor fat bitches. (laughs) Poor fat bitches that eat corn products all day. That's why Duck Duck Dynasty is. <laughs> Did you call it Duck Duck, duck, duck Dynasty? Duck, there's only one duck. I don't care. That's Duck Duck Dynasty. <laughs> duck Duck Goose. Those people, duck, duck, those people Dynasty. have the fucking uh, smarts of preschoolers who play no. Duck Duck Goose all day. And but. they had the fucking game on Smash. That's a fucking right. joke they said. That, they said that relates the, to the, the what's country. What's the name? More of the country than. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. The Duck Dynasty dude, when they, like, they canceled him or whatever, and they're like, oh my God, can you believe he said this about black people? And they're like, yeah. Have you seen the fucking show? <laughs> They're like, what do you think he thought? I like, haven't even seen the show. A fucking swamp. <laughs> but it's called Duck Dynasty. <laughs> like, he got rich by fucking. Who do you think he's trying to camouflage himself from? <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> did you think he had these fucking? Did you think he had these like really far thinking ideals, nuanced nuance ideologies on race relations? The motherfucker got rich off of ducks. <laughs> he don't know shit. But yeah. anyway, the scene in the show, to get back to the point, oh, is shit, he's going that. to a massage. No, I, I brought it up, but he's going to one of these happy ending massage parlors and he's like contemplating like, ugh, am I really going to do this? And then he's about to pull out and then Tom Brady walks out of the massage parlor. <laughs> That's and funny. then he's got a car waiting for him. And then Paul Rudd is like, what the fuck? And he turns around and says to Tom Brady, I don't know, Tom Brady says something like, this is great. And then Paul Rudd said, is this your first time? And then Tom Brady just looks at him like, come on. And then he gets into his, yeah. his SUV and drives off. Brady was apparently like upset that people thought he was making fun of Robert Kraft, but there's no other fucking reason mm. that you're doing this unless it's the craziest coincidence in the world that you filmed it a year ago and Robert Kraft is getting hand jobs at Agents of Orchid or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so funny. What do, what do, what do you think? Oh, what do you think great. happened? I what? think he did it to take a little shot at Kraft. Because fun. Kraft was gonna. No, I, I thought Kraft was his boy. Kraft was his boy. boy. I think he's just like fuck it. This is funny. I thought it was just like, hey man. And if you talk to like, I said it on the on the text thread, so yeah. you can find it, Alex, if you don't mind. And if, if you, you talk to anybody who's been around Brady, it's same thing with like Peyton Manning and like all these like quarterbacks, or whatever. Like, that's his humor. Like, if you yeah. talk to anybody, like, oh, like Brady's a great fucking guy. Like, he's this. People think like Brady's this like fucking very stoic fucking super competitive like yo he's a bro dude like he went to michigan he chugs beers faster than anybody could humanly do like and everybody's around him like you'll never catch him doing that because he's the consummate pro and he says everything he's supposed to say when the camera's in front of his face but anybody who knows him personally says like yeah like he's a riot to be around he's always got jokes same thing with peyton manning same thing with like a lot of these fucking dudes how else are you gonna fucking connect to 
70 other people on a team every That's single year. That's a good year. ass point. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be some sort so of So we're not getting real Brady. No, no, we don't get real Brady. Hell no. We don't Hell get no. real Brady. We'll never get real Brady. The it's only weird you never Brady see that popping out. Like, you, the only time you see a little real Brady is when you see him talking shit to the cornerbacks pregame. I love that oh, shit. Yeah. I love that oh, shit, yeah. yo. I see love him it. on the sidelines, like hyping chirping. up the fucking fans yeah. and shit. Like forty years old, still give us just chirping. <laughs> this one right here. Yeah, yeah it's it's down, there's down there. Go down. There we Hell go. Hell yeah. All right, let me. That's forty-one yeah. seconds. Uh, are we allowed to play this? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. He's pulling in case, into Paul Rudd's got glasses on. He's apparently unhappy. He's pulling into Top Happy Spa, mm. and he's just like, nah. He's shaking his head like, nah. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. The fucking cat in the window. And he's <laughs> just about to pull out. He's reversing. And then out walks the god. <laughs> takes a deep breath in, looks relieved. Oh, walks man. to his car. That's great. That is great. <laughs> That's great. First time. Uh, I love Paul Rudd. Oh, <laughs> so Brady asked Paul Rudd first time, and then uh, Paul Rudd says, "Uh huh, you." And then Brady just looks at him and smiles and gets in the car. <laughs> love great. it. Great. It's great. He's got to lean into that. Though. I'm pretty sure he ran it by Kraft first. Oh, of course. You think so? so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for Kraft, then. Yeah. These billionaires don't he, give a fuck. He got say, off. That's how that good shit. it is to be like, rich. Yeah. We don't even talk about it. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, like fuck, I got off, and now let me make fun of it. That's he really fun. did I got off, and then I got off. off. <laughs> 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 that's how you get off. Um, okay, what else? What else? Uh oh, so this Alshon Jeffrey thing, this story just broke as we're about to start recording. Mm. But uh this is very funny. Last week there was a source criticizing Doug Peter- Peterson, an anonymous source to Josiane Anderson, criticizing uh Carson Wentz, saying basically Wentz and Peterson just kind of go for the big play too often and they could check down every once in a while and, and then like a couple other little criticisms. Check down means throw to the uh check down running means back. Always back. trying to throw deep. There's a running back, there's a tight yeah. end who are running shorter routes. You go for the you look for the deep ball first, and if that's not there, you check down and you throw it to one of these underneath routes yeah. or eight yards, whatever. Why won't they do it? What is is it ego? What is the? I don't know why, uh, and it doesn't seem like. I mean, I watched the Cowboys game; they seem to be throwing a lot of the game last night. It seemed like a lot of ten yard routes, eight yard routes, whatever. Um, but this was just a criticize a player that was criticizing that was anonymous. Alshon Jeffrey, uh, I think, was like he's the guy that somebody said it was Alshon Jeffrey. And apparently he's been saying, like, I have no idea who it is. We got to find this guy. It could be any number of people. And then somebody just outed him. Josina Anderson says, whoever outed Alshon Jeffrey, I forget his name, that guy has zero knowledge of my sources. But she also didn't say it wasn't Alshon Jeffrey. She just says he has zero clue of who I spoke to. That's not saying it wasn't Alshon. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a tricky wording, I think. So it's quite possibly Alshon Jeffrey, which is so funny. What about Nelson Ag- Aguilar? It could be Aguilar, and I don't know if you watched the game. There was a deep. The, so that's the clip I wanted to bring up. So yeah, it's thirty to ten. Eagles got yeah. the ball with eleven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Wentz throws a deep ball to Nelson Aguilar, who who has his cornerback beat. Be yeah. easy, easy. And if he just extends his arms at all, it seems like he's he gonna catch, catch it. Yeah. He pulls back. He like chicken armed it. Did you watch it? Yeah, he had the. Saw, he, yeah. he goes like this. He it's goes like he out. thought a safety was coming, but nobody's there. I think that's what it was. I think. It looks as if he goes out, and then I think he caught something in his like peripheral, and then he pulled back, and then he realized a fraction of a second later that it wasn't a safety. He just caught part of the helmet or caught something on the mm, sidelines, like whatever. Or some shit. And then he just let his arms go because he's like, oh, I fucked up. But it looked as if he quit on the play. 
But he's always been he's already been dropping all those balls, and then that yeah, guy had that amazing guy, yeah. Twitter. Oh, By the way, that video. I wasn't homeless. <laughs> you know, he, he looked like he was homeless. Uh, whatever that video was, I don't believe this motherfucker was. How come there's no video of you catching babies? This is the audio clip of the guy saying like they were having to throw babies out of the fire escape. Uh, we we caught him. We're not like Aguilar or whatever his name is. We caught I would the babies. Hope if somebody was there, they would also try to catch the babies, not just videotape but it. But there's just nothing. Like I don't know. That's kind of. Babies are just getting thrown off of balconies, and you're just catching all of them. Also, how many babies? Like, is this like a Latina neighborhood? Like, what? what like, are you gonna have multiple babies in one apartment? It's uh, yeah. one family with multiple babies. Physically, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I don't I mean, think I believe yeah, this clip. It it, it it makes sense. It makes sense that he was catching multiple babies, and then I mean, just a lot did of times it's multiple families. Like, you know, so I mean, all these families agreed know. to have babies at the exact same fucking no, not time. At the exact same time. And they're all throwing. Like, none of them made it out and carried a baby out. They all just threw them to one or two guys. Hey, gotta have a plan, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Now that you bring this up, this is quite interesting. Yeah. How are there multiple babies on the floor? And I then- know. I know for a fact. I know lots of people who've had families where it's like their brothers and sisters or whatever all over if the same not Nigeria I thought you were going to say I know multiple people who have caught babies I was going to be like get cats <laughs> no, out of the room. no I'm just saying like this it's it's perfectly logical to have like brothers and sisters who have kids that all live in the same building. They don't okay, have Okay, but all like, of them throwing their baby out the window to one or two guys. Like none of them are like, "Nah, I got this, man. I'll, instead yeah, of throwing yeah. my child, I'll just carry him down the steps cuz I got to get out." Hmm. Listen, if there's a blazing fire there, you you probably don't think the best. I don't know, but I just think it's a little suspicious. There's no footage of this whatsoever in a world where everything else gets caught on camera. Well, shit's on fire, bro. Like, and there's babies flying. Everything else. Maybe some people were like, "Yo, let's try to help these people." You know how many deaths I've seen on camera. Yeah. That's what most people do, and it's fucked up. But the the reality is, most people instead of saving, (laughs) will just start taping. Well, I'm sure if you look hard enough, there's some sort of video there. Nothing exists. Sure, it's there. Well, I mean, Nothing shit. exists. Also, you're not going to drop one of the babies. That's exactly. Every throw is perfect. Yeah, that's and none I, of these babies that's get why injured. Alcohol had to catch that smoke. <laughs> like, that's why I had to catch that smoke because I see how fucking easy it is. These are babies. You can't catch dead pitskin, pig pitskin, pigskin. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So apparently, it's Alshon Jeffrey that's talking shit about his own team, and he got outed. And it's so it's so funny because I. I just always been curious who the anonymous sources are, and this time we found out, and it's like this is hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's Carson Wentz is kind of ass, yo. Yo, it it's is. Kind of ass. I I always fear the Eagles. I still don't think the season is over. I don't uh, know. But it is it's the NFC least. Yeah, it's the NFC least. It's a horrible division, mm-hmm. but uh, they look really bad right now. I mean, oh, I thought you farted. That was your phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I remember in the beginning of the season when uh, Dak Press, that's fucking Dak Prescott, fucking contract numbers, and they were like, oh. Have that been resolved at all with no, Dak? No. But, but the big thing was like, he should get paid more than Carson Wentz. His I'm numbers like, are better bugging. across the board. Imme- immediately, I was like, yo, Dak Prescott, you're, bugging. you're not better than Carson Wentz. Now look at the numbers, I look at the win loss percentage, and then I see last game. Pretty I'm much like, every number I've seen, Dak Prescott's a little bit better. I'm like, oh, Dude. Yeah, I guess. I, guess, I was never I big the, on Carson Wentz. I get caught up on like the draft shit. Like if you're a first round guy and then you cook in your rookie year and then you want to. Oh, Super Bowl. Carson Wentz's second year, he was gonna be MVP. If he oh, for sure, him. for sure, for sure. But uh, I mean, Prescott's definitely made his case that he needs to be the one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league and definitely be paid more than Carson Wentz. Yo, did you guys see that one play? You know, the play where Dak ran in for a touchdown. Yeah. If you look at the sideline camera footage of it, it's really funny because uh, Zeke is running it out. Yeah. 
And when Zeke noticed it, did you see it? I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Say it, say it, say it. When Zeke didn't get the ball, he was pissed. Yo, dude. It was like, what a fucking cunt. <laughs> this, this, when he noticed that he wasn't going to get the pass yeah. and that, that Dak was going for it, you can see him visibly put his arms down and he kind of gets like pushed out of bounds by the you know, linebacker or yeah. whoever is like yeah. uh, was covering him. Ooh. Was it Jenkins? Malcolm Jenkins, yeah. But it was like, Bro, you can't even be interested to see if Dak gets in. Like, I'm not a huge Zeke fan, man. I don't trust the guy's character fully. I just don't. I just don't. Let's say he don't get in. Yeah. Then I understand the attitude. Yeah. Because you're like, fam, just give it to me. This is what I do. I'll bully myself in. Yep. But, bro, to be upset yep. and your team hasn't even not scored the touchdown yet. Wanted that money, bro. But is that is that conversation? He got paid though. That's, what, that's paid. what confuses exactly. me. He's already got paid. He doesn't get incentives for like touchdowns. I doubt it, bro. You got got a hundred million dollar contract. How much more can you get paid? So what happens to you as like, fuck being a fan? Let's say you're the coach. Like, is that a combo? Do you have I, like? I mean, I think some coaches would. I don't think Garrett would. But I think like a hard ass coach or whatever would at least pull him aside and be like, yo, what the fuck is it? Because Dak gonna see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're I saw it, homies is what's weird. Is they're apparently nah, like me. tight. Nah, me. Well, they came in the same year, right? Dak is on record saying that's my best friend. I don't know if that means that or not, but he mm. said it. Dak's always—that's the one thing I give Dak. Dak always says the right thing. He reminds always. me of Russell Wilson a lot, yeah. and Russell Wilson is cornier than Dak. Yeah. But like, there's a clip, uh, there's a tweet I saw. It's uh, Russell Wilson saying, "Let's be great" to every single teammate before a game. He goes and gives every one of them five. Mm. He goes, "Let's be great. Let's be great. Let's be great." And it's like. That's just a fucking leader. That's what you, Naturally, yeah, that's that's what you uh, Dak is like that. Mm. Yeah. And I think he's cooler than Russell Wilson. He's not as good of a quarterback, but he's cooler. So, like, it doesn't come across as corny, but he does the same kind of shit. So, I think him and Zeke will be fine. But there is something about Zeke that I'm like, what is that? Like, you already got paid. You relax. Is there a little Is there a little competition between them? Because they're both the same. What, they came the same year? Same year. Same both same draft. year. Yeah. They're fighting for who's the top be, dog though. in Dallas. You know, the quarterback is always going to get a lot more love from the people, but yeah. you might think that you're a more skilled player. Well, I mean, if Dak I had to guess. more divisive in Dallas. Yeah. Quarterbacks in Dallas are always, unless you win a Super Bowl, you're not good enough. Yeah. Oh, really? Romo still, a lot of people divided on Romo. I didn't think he was that great. Then I realized he just had a shitty supporting cast. But, like, Danny White, a quarterback in the 80s, really good stats, very much like Romo. Made it to three NFC championships, never won. Everybody in Dallas is like, whatever, yo. So we it's, win it's chips. Chips or nothing. Chips or nothing. Right now, fan base is very divided on Dak in Dallas. Can we um, have a little combo about uh, Amari Cooper? Yo, he's oh, so he saved fucking, that man's career. I yeah, think. man. He Amari Cooper was always like that dude coming out of college too. I remember. I remember him at college, right? Where did he go? No, 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 no. Auburn. Auburn. No, Alabama. Right. Alabama. 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 It was Alabama or Oklahoma. Sure it, was Alabama. it was Bama. Pretty sure it was Alabama. Whatever. It was red and white. Anyway, yeah. I've right? seen him in college. Okay. And he, and he killed it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He killed it. But in college, you're also like, okay, you're not going against elite corners. He had like a great rookie speed. year in Oakland. Maybe a good second year. And then all of a sudden, production kind of dropped off. And then all of a sudden, we were like, Oakland is shopping him. And the Cowboys made the move. Gruden yeah. shopped everybody. Gruden shopped all his blue chip yeah. players. But I, from what I remember... Like, reading these Cowboys guys on Twitter or whatever, they were like, this is the kind of quarterback that Dak Prescott needs. Really good route runner, can do things after. Like, Mm. Dez was, throw the ball up, I'll go get it. Just trust, even if I don't look fucking open, throw the ball up, I'll go get it. Amari's like, I'm going to be open. And and Amari's like, I'm going to run the illest route you've ever seen, I'll be open. Bro, he put this one dude, Douglas, in the spin cycle. Yeah. 
I was mm. watching this this clip on ESPN over and over last night. It was this quick little slant, right? He does yeah. a fake slant. Yes. It's a sluggo, I think it's called. Slant and go. So you slant, slant and go. In, oh, right. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden you cut up the Bruh. field and you run like a vertical go route. Oh, he had the second, and it was almost like he was watching my man's hips. It's like the second Douglas committed, yeah. he was gone. Yeah, chopped <laughs> it up. Open. And Douglas actually recovered pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. for how beat he was. Mm-hmm. There's a game in Philly last year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Amare does a not a similar move, but some kind of move in his route. And legit, I'm if I'm not mistaken, legit tears Ronald Darby's ACL. <laughs> legit Darby tears Those his ACL on that play. Bro. And you don't see him like, but he goes down. Yeah. So something happens. And Amari runs an ill-ass route. God so damn. he might have legit torn Darby's ACL. I remember uh, what's-his-face did that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins on, on uh, real, was it Real Sports? Hard Knocks. Somebody was talking mad shit about him. He runs this uh, wild shit. He's like, I do this, bro. I do this, bro. He runs some fucking crazy-ass route. Dude guarded him. I want to say it's Josh Norman. I might be wrong, but it was some like well-known cornerback. Either fucks up his foot or his ACL or some shit. And he's just sitting, literally sitting there on the floor, like, grabbing his shit. So, like, Cooper, totally see that happening, man. Like, he's been a baller ever since he got this. I mean, he was already, he was already good. But, like, that – being an elite receiver in Dallas is, like – it's a different type of fucking spotlight. It's being, like, a center fielder for the Yankees. What's cool about like him is he's got that Julio Yanks, Jones like. thing where he's just quiet. Yeah, he's that's not, what they need, bro. He's not, like, super – and I love Dez, mm. but – Amar is the opposite in that he's like quiet. He don't call attention to himself. He don't like you don't see crazy Amar celebrations. You don't hear headlines. No. He's just a quiet dude. Did you see the clip of um Larry Fitzgerald and Kyler Murray talking about Julio? No. I love when like elite I'll call Larry elite. Yes, elite players sure like elite. show yeah. love to I just didn't want to put Kyler in there yet. Yeah. But like show love to like their contemporaries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they were mic'd up and Larry goes uh, did you see Julio? And uh, Kyler's like, yeah. He goes, he goes, he's, he goes, he's the best I've ever seen, or something like that. And then mm-hmm. Kyler goes, oh, he's massive, or mm-hmm. something like that. Like they're just talking about how great the yeah. opposing yeah. wide receiver. And, yeah. and Larry's like, yo, watch him because yeah. you gonna learn shit. Yeah, I feel like that's easier to do in football Love because that. you don't need to like. You're not playing against them. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so you can always you can check like, your ego a little. Yeah. Like they were talking, about, they were saying that shit a lot about fucking the the Seahawks Ravens game yesterday. They're like Lamar Jackson gets to watch Russell Wilson and da 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 da, and then like he goes out and beats him. Son, there's a like, clip you retweeted that was ill. Son, yeah. that shit gave me goosebumps this what, morning. The Ravens shit. It's it's bro. John Harbaugh. Mm, talk about it. John Harbaugh is on the sideline. Is fourth and they're on the eight yard lines. Fourth down, right? Mm. Yeah, I think fourth and two. But I'm also just kind of making up a number. Yeah, it was it was goal line. It was like fourth and like. Whatever it was. It was an eight-yard run. I think it was yeah, an eight-yard run, yeah, but yeah. then whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, Harbaugh's, on, Harbaugh's on the sideline. Lamar comes back to the sideline. Harbaugh leans over to Lamar, and there's like a lot of like ruckus and everything going on. He goes, you want to go for it? And he goes, and then like Lamar thinks he hears him, but he's not sure. He goes, hell yeah, coach, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And then what I thought was really cool was he he looks, I think, at his offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Was that it? I think mm-hmm. so. He yeah. leans to someone and he's like, y'all want to go for it? You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah. But I thought it was really cool because... I love that dude, man. Dude, I'm, I'm such I a fucking, fucking love him, him. But he did it. But it was really cool because he was like, yeah, I want to go for it. But yeah. these are the guys yeah. that are going to make this room. Yeah. yeah. Y'all want to do this? Yeah. And Bro. I wonder and when, if you're like a vet. It in, oh, it was great. I've never seen him show that much emotion. Like, yeah. well, oh my God. But I wonder like, if... That's, if, a, that's if, a fucking quarterback. If right you're there, a vet, if you're a vet O-lineman, uh-huh. 
and like your quarterback goes, are we gonna? Do you want to do this? Yeah. I wonder if there's part of you that goes like, oh no no, there's there we'll will be room this. provided now. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you you put it on me. Yeah. You didn't make this decision. Yeah. We made this decision. Yeah. And it was like. Oh, dude, it was so it's like sick. That shit. That's my quarterback. That's yeah. my quarterback. What was that? What was that? Remember T.O. was crying after they lost their Cowboy game? It's like a uh, a playoff game. I think it was against the Giants. He's like, y'all are being too hard on Tony Romo. He's literally, literally crying. In he tears. Goes, That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. You've never seen this video? No. Which is oh, he's like ball. He has sunglasses. He's like bawling, crying. Over it's like Tony Rod Tidwell and Jerry Maguire. Yeah. He's crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, it's <laughs> And I think he was full of shit. <laughs> but because he trashed Romo literally, yeah, a year like later. That, I think right. that's why but, it made so much noise. Because like weeks going into there, it was like To and Romo are they getting along? Da, 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 da. And he went like he he shed yeah, tears. He's, he's a crazy person. Yeah. But I think there's uh, as an offensive lineman, if your quarterback looks to you like that, it's like yo, that's my quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's my fucking guy. He inc- he cares about me. He he makes me a part of this shit. It's not about him. It's about us. If you're like y'all want to go for it, let's go for it. Mm. Maybe maybe we're reading too much into it, but that's. That's definitely something I could see happening. Maybe. It was just fun. It was just cool. I know I don't want to go too um uh you know too long because we have this interview that we're adding on this Yeah, let's knock that out. On this on this podcast mm-hmm. right here, my friends, but there are bills that need to be paid, you know. Um I feel like I feel like Akash Singh knows how to deliver this because he is the most staunch um i am a subscriber to the athletic the athletic is a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans the model is simple there's no dumbass ads there's no stupid ass pop-ups there's no autoplay videos there's no articles at the bottom that are dumb shit like you won't believe 10 things kylie jenner said to kendall on (laughs) fucking infuriating me that i'm reading this on a sports site athletic got none of that uh, the coverage goes beyond game repa- recaps to provide smarter analysis and a deeper perspective about, about teams and league. Uh, subscribers have full access to all national and local NBA coverage, plus stories, podcasts, and videos from all sports. Personally, I subscribe to the Cowboys. I subscribe to the Mavericks. So in addition to mainstream stories, I get stories from those two teams in particular. It's all courtesy of their team of talented writers, which includes the likes of Sam- Shams Charania, shouts to my Indian brother, Shout David Aldridge, Sam, Sam Amick, Zach Harper, Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, Seth Davis, Pierre LeBron, Stuart Mandel, Bruce Feldman, and Jay Glazer. Subscribe to The Athletic today. Go to theathletic.com slash flagrant2 for 40% off a yearly subscription. That's a massive discount. That comes out to $2.99 a month when you subscribe at theathletic.com slash flagrant2. Again, that's theathletic.com slash flagrant2. God, Akash, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely gorgeous. Okay, so... Um, once again, we have an interview with uh, Adam from No Jumper, mm-hmm. so that will be coming up right now. Um, I warned you guys about this in the beginning of the episode, so here it comes. Um, and again, we recorded this last week, so if there's anything crazy that has happened in the meantime, we did not know. But um, but yeah, enjoy the interview. Thank you, uh, new listeners who uh, are here just to listen to this Adam No Jumper interview. Hopefully, you like the podcast. You want to check out what we're doing. And if not, fuck you. <laughs> it's on site. It's on site. <laughs> it's on site. On site. It's on site. All right. On-site. Without further ado, flagrant two, Adam from No Jumper. We're gonna explain to you why his threesomes must be the worst possible. <laughs> Indulge. Special guest. Very special guest. Special guest in the building. Yeah. Adam 22. Yeah. Also known as Adam yeah. No Jumper. 
also known as No Jumper, uh, connoisseur of oh boy, of of Lots private of Snapchat mm. girls, mm. <laughs> um, gangster rappers, mm. basically anyone with a horrible childhood. <laughs> Adam will find a way to make money off of you. I'm guessing by them tattoos, he relates. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're gonna keep no, it up. No, this guy. I managed to survive. You had a you had you come from New Hampshire. Oh, you had right? a good childhood. Right, you were BMXing yeah. in those streets, in those cul-de-sacs, if you will. <laughs> For real. And and then you went to start this. I don't even want to call it music because it's not only music; mm. it's multimedia, YouTubers, yeah. porn stars, the whole nine. Yeah. Right in LA. Uh-huh. Um, Adam, thank you so much for coming here. I've oh, done the No Jumper care, podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. I always have fun out there with you. I really thought it was a sports podcast before I went the first time. Really? So you thought <laughs> we were going to talk about sports all the time? That's amazing. Son, I 100% did. I, I thought the whole thing with No Jumper was is that you were a guy like you could dunk or get to the rim, but you just no. couldn't pull up. Terrible. So what's the na- why, why, why name it that? Just because there's that Gucci song, Bricks, where he said, I'm balling like athlete, but got no jumper. And ah. We actually made like a list of like 100 different song lyrics that we just thought sounded tight mm-hmm. and we just sort of like went through it over and over and just found that and just figured that was the one that fit f- thought like it sounded like something and we could get the URL so mm. I was like alright let's do it so you were thinking I, I'm always I'm always curious for uh, about people who get uh, unaccidental success mm. because there are people who have accidental success and then they often flame out but there are people who have purposeful success and even though they may experience um, their fair share of problems in mm. their career, which we know you probably have gone through, mm. they managed to kind of reinvent and do something. How early on do you think you understood the internet space and how lucrative it was going to be for you? I mean, really, I have, I have full memories of being like 14 years old with a, a internet connection and just not being able to go to bed until like four in the morning, even though I had school at six because I was so obsessed with the internet. You know, it's like you kind of just are drawn towards things. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that, you know, you should probably like listen to your body. Like I'm, I'm sure for you, like you don't have a hard time going to do comedy. Love it. You know, love it. Like myself, I have a hard time going to the gym. Yes. I'm not an athlete. Like, yeah. that's just not, like, yeah. who I really am. Yeah. But, like, for me, like, doing podcasts, I'm super drawn towards it, so I, just, I feel like I'm swimming in the right direction. Like, internet, always just 100%. Like, even before I, ha- I like, even had, like, the mental tools to understand that I was so drawn towards it, it mm-hmm. was all I could think about was just, you know, writing shit online, the communities that are popping up. I was on. But I was did like, you know you were going to monetize it? Because that's something that I've always found you did quite well. It's like it's not just put out the videos or do the mm. interviews with the strippers or this type of shit. It's like there was a moment where you were playing other people's music mm. online. You remember that I shit? I still do that. Did yeah. they shut that down? No, they didn't that's shut like that down? literally like the best monetization angle we have going, more or less. So I how does that work? Do you have like a streaming deal with with, no, with the we podcast just stream or live on YouTube the same way that people like play video games, except yeah. that we just play people's SoundCloud links or play their YouTube videos and give them thoughts about their shit, and mm. the, the chat destroys them or 
compliments them one or the other and mm. we just sort of like i don't know people go crazy for this shit but I, in terms of like monetization to be real i remember even because like my first big thing that i did that actually made sense as like a business online was that i started like basically the first bmx blog yes in 2006 called the come up.com blog or Still vlog around. it was blog. written yeah yeah it was just like bmx news gossip, i remember that blog videos etc yeah, yeah. yeah but it was like that that was kind of new because at the time like i was just influenced by now right and two dope boys and all these rap blogs and shit that were popping up and i was like oh i could do like a bmx version and that was my first inroad to doing anything that could actually be monetized and i was totally blind to the reality of like oh you can get people to give you money for banner ads on the side <laughs> yeah. i had to like figure it all out from scratch it was right. i was just not like educated about that at all but you realize that there was money there. Mm. Yeah. Because at the time I was playing online poker and man, that is really not the way of life yeah, that you want to have, bro. Dog. It's a grind. It's just like so many hours of just sitting there. I was pissing in this jug. And yeah. like, it was because, you know, you can't get up. You got eight tables going. It's like you got to right. run to the bathroom and back. It might take you like a solid minute and you're going to get timed out on like half of your tables. Right. So I would keep a jug under my table and I was just pissing the jug. How much, right. how much money did you make on uh, online poker? I mean, I was doing pretty good for a while for those because those early years, like I didn't realize it, but I got into to it in boom times like 2003 2004 2005 that was like the main time that i yeah. was really playing like non-stop and it was stupid easy like i'm not under the illusion that i could be like a winning online poker player now mm. because the game is so much tougher it's mm. insane how much it's progressed but at that time i was doing pretty good i was probably doing like low six figures a year which to me as like a 21 year old like college dropout i was pretty fucking hyped but it was like that time just spent online where i was constantly looking for something to distract me online because i just wanted to like i was just looking for different blogs and stuff because i or just news websites whatever because i'm just sitting there playing poker all day and i just always want something to be able to glance over at and stuff right and i'd be messaging people on aim or whatever but i would end up looking at a lot of message boards and i'd look at blogs a lot and i just sort of ended up seeing that gap in the bmx game and to be honest i just like completely dominated that whole world for like 10 years and then at some point got kind of bored and started doing podcasts and vlogs and stuff and then that sort of like transitioned over to me doing all that shit with rappers yeah because how the it was, fuck do you get in go from bmx to hip-hop do those worlds collide at all they do just in the sense that like the average bmx kid is just out riding his bike listening to fucking rap songs uh. in his headphones all day so i was always just riding bmx and making bmx videos and just whatever so i was like i always just was just a rap fan as like a, as a, a young kid like I was obsessed with like Snoop and Wu-Tang and everything out of New York and all this shit and then like I feel like with me just having that kind of career path where I didn't really have to like ever stop just like listening to rap music 24 7 I just right. like gradually got deeper and deeper into it and then I was just like downtown LA running a bike shop and like because we just started a bike shop there in like 2013 or whatever mm -hmm. yeah and that was and then it just so happens that like SoundCloud rap was basically like happening all around there. Mm -hmm. So there's just all these rappers like stopping by the shop and shit. Downtown LA is like one of the cheapest places you can live in LA. Right. So it's like I was just meeting all these rappers and that just sort of like led to me doing interviews with them just because I was already doing BMX interviews and then that sort of just like snowballed. It was kind of intentional that I wanted to start a podcast, but it being so hip hop focused right. was definitely not like my original intention. It just sort of like worked out that I knew a lot more about it than anything else. Really. Yeah. I mean, you said you filed like Nah Rights and Two Dope Boys and like these type of like successful rap blogs mm. before that. What made you want to like kind of focus on the, I mean, because you attract a certain type of artist for, mm. your, for your shit, right? So, I mean, I was just like 
I was just friends with a few different people that were in that sort of like Florida, like post Raider clan era of like, you know, Xavier Wolf and Bones and Puya and Rob Banks and all these different types of dudes who are sort of like the predecessors to like X and Lil Pump and Smoke Perp and all that shit. Like they sort of like were the generation of like SoundCloud rappers before that. And I was like cool with all them. So it just so happened that like when all these young kids start getting into the rap game, they're sort of like looking at me as like the only one that's maybe interested in interviewing viewing them because yeah. the mainstream like rap world hadn't necessarily sort of caught up to the idea that you want to be doing content with the dope new rappers that are just now popping up you could probably get more views doing an interview with some mm. kid who got face tattoos and green hair who just popped up two weeks ago that people are interested in then you know a fucking like i would love to do a ti interview but i'll probably get more views doing an interview with some fucking green haired little freak yeah. because those kids that are watching don't care about ti the way they care about this green little also there's freak. just more supply of ti and it's new, yeah. right? There's, if you're a TI yeah. fan, there's a million fucking there's TI interviews. You guys own podcasts, you know? Yeah. And I say that as someone who, like, on a personal level, I would way rather interview TI than, like, mm-hmm. tomorrow's flavor of the week. Yeah. Just I mean, that's, that's kind of what, what I was trying to get into. I just did a, a panel with the Rolling Loud guys with, like, Tarek and Zach and those right. dudes. Shout and they kind of have, like, a similar story where, like, they, they were cool with the South Florida dudes. And, uh-huh. you know, that's just who they were around. Uh-huh. So, you know, a lot of times that's what kind of helped them blow up. Yeah. But, I was looking at their list of all the flyers, like, yeah. everything they ever did. And, like, the first role. Rolling Loud with like Schoolboy Q headlining and it's like not that many like big artists on yeah. it. It was very chill in comparison to what they've built it up to. It's actually insane. Now do you, th- I mean like, you know, with these artists, you know, a lot of times when they go on your show, they're kind of talking about illegal shit, like mm. talking about stuff that would definitely get them in trouble. Like you don't ever feel like that's kind of like exploitive of, I mean, I know, feel especially like- these kids are barely 16 15 years old and i feel like for the most part it's like we're not really putting out anything that's gonna get them in trouble or whatever there's definitely been times like i mean i'll give you an example like i did a vlog with stupid young who's this cambodian rapper from long beach and we just went out and vlogged all day and like he at one point sees like a machine gun sitting there in this fucking garage Mm. that is like broken it's like it's just like a machine gun that's sitting there i don't know i guess they just have machine guns these cambodian guys and so he just picks it up and points at the camera and goes like whatever like that he caught a charge from it because he ha- he's a fucking felon and he's not allowed to be handling firearms at yeah. all including for that second i would have definitely not put that in the video yeah, if that's i what, knew that's that what I was about to ask it's like you know yeah. if you, you're doing this show mm. and like you're very well aware of like hip-hop cops and like people yeah. that see all this shit and they know you have one of the more popular shows he wasn't mad about to be honest because he knew that he should have been smarter to not pick that up and do it on camera, you know? And he also knew that I would have took it out if he had mentioned it, you know? It's like, that because that does happen. Like, just the other day, somebody said something, like, mildly homophobic on the podcast, and, like, he hit me up afterwards and was like, yo, like, you think that shit sounded weird? And I was, I already, like, removed it. Like, I already told my guy to remove it because I was like, I know that he doesn't know how weird that sounded, and I don't feel like dragging him through that, you know? And it's like, I feel like the main thing is, like, if somebody has an open case, then it's like you have to be really, really considerate of that, especially. And also, it's like if the person is too is not necessarily like smart enough to realize the negative implications that are gonna or the ramifications that are gonna have on their career if they say a certain thing. Yeah. It is kind of like on me at a certain point. But then again, it's like I really only interview so many like interviewing like sixteen year old kids that just straight up like don't know any better yeah. is like a small part of my thing. It's and most like young kids How like that. How fucking annoying is it? That's to what talk I was gonna say. Let's that be honest. Like work. That's it, what my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. Was you said I would rather interview Ti, and I was mm. like, so you're interviewing these kids. That seems like work. Why would you do work? 
when all we're trying to do is not work here, essentially. Well, I mean, I just interviewed Lil Tecca, who's like, or like a couple months ago, but like he's like one of the biggest new artists yeah. of the year. It's like my audience straight up like wants me to do that interview because they want to hear what he has to say, and they also want me to be the one to do it because I feel like if Lil Tecca goes in and does an interview with Ebro, it's going to be a lot of like- It's very different. Wow, very different. you're like a kid. This is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, here's, my, here's another question I have. It's like, every once in a while, you come across- a teen that happens to be a superstar, mm. right? Yeah. X being one of them. Mm -hmm. Did you know it instantly when you're sitting down for the interview? Did you know instantly this kid had a magnetism that few people in the world have, just a gravity that just brought everything around him my Closer. thing is, I th I like knowing what I know now. I definitely think I would have been able to be smart enough to say, like, so you have a record deal, you have a manager, you got anything like going on, yeah, and yeah. try to like help lead him in the right direction. At that time, I was still kind of too green to it. That my only like thought was like, oh, like he's dope. Like actually, Get I really, I think that kid's yeah. a star. Like I'm glad we did the interview. I'll probably stay in touch with him. But at that time, I, I like wasn't like with it enough to really like try to harness it. So you didn't know he was gonna blow up. Just you know, I thought his shit was dope, but I also thought it was too abrasive and yeah. sort of like noisy to necessarily have a super mainstream audience, you know, yeah. Yeah. because at that point, most of his shit really was in that vein. And then all of a sudden, like a year later, he's got like a number one album that is like a fucking campfire album. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. he completely went and like <laughs> yeah. and even that when I heard that album, I'm like, man, I'm so glad that he did this like beautiful artistic project that he's so passionate about, but I don't know that his fans are going to want to hear this. And they and, loved it. And they were, I was so wrong. They loved it. Way more than they probably would have even gravitated towards some straight hip hop shit, to be so, real. So uh, I think to follow up, maybe this is what you were asking, but to follow up on that, when you sit down with these kids, do you feel the star quality is what I was, like, are you like, oh shit, I can just feel like an aura. This kid is a star. Mm. Sometimes. Or do they just have fucking face tattoos and that's a weird thing. But like, yeah. Lil Tecca is like the most ordinary looking Normal kid. Good, with braces yeah. and I'm gonna be real like I thought like oh he's got a hit song that song's huge but I didn't know that it was gonna be like top 10 like crazy long running hit smash song Yeah, and I, I was also just kind of looking at him like this kid's tight, but I didn't know. Like, I don't really know why kids have gravitated towards him so much over the past. Or like Polo G is another dude that I interviewed like maybe six months ago, and his connection with the audience is insane. Like his streaming numbers are ridiculous. I, I really think he's good musically, but I mean, there's been a lot of artists that I thought were pretty fucking good musically that didn't take off. So it's like you can have a lot of faith in somebody, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're really going to take it the whole way, you know? And honestly, when you start like picking these dudes or like paying attention, like as an interviewer, I don't really have that much of an incentive to find out about somebody when they're 14, unless they have like a big song when they're 14. <laughs> but somebody told me they're like, yo, it's like you're a basketball scout because, which is very topical for, for this. But he's yeah. like, you know, because in reality, it's like you're looking at these kids to try to identify the good things about them before they've even developed it enough that they that yeah. it's obvious to You're other people. It's like you can see a kid who's got like, you know, he's really tall and slender, muscular, he's got great ball control, whatever the fuck you guys talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. Where it's like yeah. with Lil Tekka, it's like I've sent, I, I felt like he had a really, really good sense of melody. Felt like he was just like a cool kid. Did not know that people were going to gravitate him towards like, because he doesn't have any kind of like crazy image or anything. You but know? you've got to know with your audience and, you know, with, uh, with the type of artists you provide, you attract yeah that you know 
you're more of a you're more than a tastemaker. Like if somebody goes in your podcast, no matter what the fuck they're rapping about, talking about, mm. they're gonna get some sort of bump, something significant. But I feel like I can only shed light on what they're already doing because if somebody's like hilarious and great on camera and they come do the podcast and they you know, give a convincing endorsement of their music or whatever, then that could definitely help them blow I mean, up. I think of it like a like a late night show where it's <laughs> like I may not know about you, I may not know I may know that you have enough buzz mm. to get my attention, but like if you kill it on Leno yeah. or fucking Fallon or some shit. Well, not Fallon because you know. But back in the day, if you killed mm-hmm. on Leno and Letterman, sure, sure. oh, okay, this I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch this guy's one hour stand up. I'm gonna go buy this guy's album. I'm right. gonna go do that. So you have to know what that sort of uh, responsibility that you have, especially with these kids that are young and it is a responsibility. Don't really know but I also yet. I feel lucky to even like get to do that interview when I have like the dope new fifteen year old rapper on the podcast because it is kind of absurd for me to be talking with somebody so much younger than me and everything. But at the same time like I'm fighting to get that fucking interview. Like, I'm fighting right now to get a fucking NLE Chopper interview and it's just like the labels just being dickheads about it and I talk to him and he wants to make it happen. We're just like going back and forth and shit. He's sixteen, but he's like one of the dope guys out there like his like i wish i got that podcast six months ago mm-hmm. if i can get it now that's still good you know just so wait you'll get pushback from a label i mean the label just always has them on these insane schedules that like they're just touring and and recording oh, or whatever against it they're just not available yeah i would say for the most part they're not against it but also i do feel like the label sometimes like there are artists that they want to like conserve their interviewing because the truth is if you come out and just do 20 full length fucking interviews then you've blown the whole load there's There's nothing nothing left to give you know but if you come out and do one dope ass podcast that becomes like the blueprint for your career and people Mm -hmm. keep going back to it or whatever or if you're like jay-z's like the best dude to ever market himself through interviews because every single time he did an interview hit you some crazy shit went viral about it like made magazine tabloid headlines and shit like that and he even said in the song he's like and my interviews are hotter Hmm. It's like so he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, and in like the late nineties, which is crazy. Yeah, you know, there's a um, there's a video that that you had out that I thought was was quite uh, hilarious and also frightening of the guy pulling a gun on you mm. during the interview. Yeah, did you think when you were BMXing and then you transition to rap, were you like, oh, there's no way this could be more dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I got blow my nose. You see that booger just came out of my nose. Uh, <laughs> you um, flashbacks, bro. Yeah, no, no, no. Surprise, surprise, Adam. <laughs> that did take me by surprise for real. That was. So tell me about that. Yeah, what's going through your mind? I what thought happened, that was yo? what happened. I I'm, thought that was staged. No, like, no. It looked like it looked like something you was kind of doing for clout. Nah, I, I and I get that. It kind of looked like that to be real. Like I don't really blame people for thinking that. But what really happened was I was just doing that thing we were talking about playing music in the back of the store, just chilling. And then all of a sudden, fucking like my my guy went out to get the the delivery, and then he comes back in. And when the doors cracked open for a second, this fucking kid just runs in with a mask on, and he fucking puts his gun in my face and says, "Give me all your fucking money. Do you want to die?" Blah blah blah. And so my friend stands up and pulls his gun out and puts it to the fucking kid's head and doesn't shoot, but then just like smacks him in the side of the head with it and just proceeds to beat the dog shit out of him, knocks him out. And then we're like going through his pockets and shit, being like, who the fuck is this kid? We're like looking at all his shit. And like, uh, we had to call the cops. The cops like, 
tried to convince us that they didn't need to come mm. and we were like <laughs> wait what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> like these lazy fucking cops were just like they're, they're like they're like but you you already handled the situation and we're like yeah we handled it but we have an unconscious filipino child black, in our store <laughs> right and and like there's a gun like what am i supposed to do with this gun i feel like if i throw this gun away that's definitely not a good idea yeah, you don't want your prints on a gun at all no nah, and it was a fake gun too it was like a prop gun it, so was, it was a, a fake gun, gun? yeah Shit. So he almost got killed for real yeah. off a prank. Yeah. Did so, he think, did he say why he was doing it? Did you get to talk to him after? We don't know. And actually the other day I went to fucking court and was like around him. I'm sitting like fucking three feet away from this kid. And I was I only went into court because I actually wanted to like figure out what the fuck the deal was. Like why this kid felt the need to do that. Because I mean, it's a fake gun. So it's like, I guess he probably knew that, you know, he wasn't going to like get a w in this situation yeah. since it's like at the end of the day he knows there's a bunch of people there you're gonna get beat up since yeah. you have a fake gun that you're not gonna be able to shoot unless he thought he was gonna take everybody hostage That'd be hilarious. which maybe in his fucking stupid ass brain he actually did i think mean that's that. major cloud points if he robs all of you <laughs> with a fake gun yeah oh dude imagine he had his hostage for that's a couple hours Soprano that would be a story is that right he robbed a bunch of mob bosses i think that's how he but with has. a fake gun i don't know it was a fake gun but he, Tony could pull it out. i gotta yeah. rewatch that was that john q is that the movie? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> Washington. So, so it's a it's a weird situation where, like, I feel like you're one of the most accessible, mm. famous people. Do you get an, scared about that? And by, and let me just clarify to anybody listening: you have this store still mm -hmm. that's on Melrose. Yeah. That you're at probably daily when you're in LA. Yeah. You're like a white Nipsey hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Come see me at my stores. I'm out here for you. That's I actually mean, funny. Melrose instead of Crenshaw. Bro, in, very in the whole time since Nipsey, Nipsey passed, I never thought Nipsey about it hustle. like that at all. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Dude, it might yeah. be it. You're not worried that people are going to come for you. People are going to try to rob you. I mean, I just feel like I refuse to like really fundamentally like change my lifestyle just because of the rare occasion that somebody's going to want to do something to me. So like at the store, yeah, we do have security. And like realistically, it's like I have friends who have weapons on them and shit like that. But I'm just not going to live my life like a fucking pussy just because of the off chance that somebody's going to want to do something to me because I'm famous or whatever. Like I, I'm not... I just don't fucking care. Like I'll handle that situation if it happens. You know, it's like I'm I'm I've been walking around in the city all day taking pictures. Like that was, me and Dave were just talking about that. Like, ain't nobody gonna do anything. There ain't no yeah. tough dudes out here. We're walking yeah. around Times Square. Like, what the fuck? People are selling well, CDs and Square, shit. No. You know, it's like we're in Central Park and shit. It's like it's not like I'm walking around fucking it out yeah, in the most populated like, place in the world. But I'm gonna be real with you. Is that like, I, I, like my whole like twenties was spent like fucking riding my bike in like Brownsville and fucking all these different parts of New York and yeah, shit. And right. like as a kid, like we were always like in terrible neighborhoods with expensive camera equipment right. and just kind of got some like weird level of respect from the average dude who's in the projects that yeah. they're not going to take this camera they from you. They wait for you to fall off the bike and then they'd rob you. Listen, <laughs> I know plenty of people got, got robbed, so it's not like it doesn't happen, yeah. but it just never happened to me and I never fucking walked around like, oh, I'm going to just completely avoid this situation because it's risky. Like, yeah. fuck that. I'm going to just fucking live my life and if I get my shit took or somebody want to beat me up, it's like, all right, you caught me slipping. Now Whatever. back to like your content a little bit. Like you call, like a lot of people call you a culture vulture. Mm. Um, I was one of them for a long time. <laughs> and nice. you know, you said like you know you're you you want to interview like the TIs of the world, mm. like the people like the music that you listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. So like you have this audience, you have you've built up this massive fan base. Like if these are the people that you want to talk to, why not just talk to them instead of you know doing this? I do it all. 
Okay. I mean, I like interviews. I know you interview like people from yeah, all yeah. walks of life as well. But like, for me, it's like I, I can that? interview Selena Powell and get a bunch of crazy ass ratchet stories about her robbing rappers and shit. And then yeah. I can interview fucking you know I Trey the Truth on the other day, and I had Ryan Holiday. Who's like you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Fire yeah. author. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I had him on the other day. I like him a lot. He's like one of my favorite people for sure. You don't think it's um. You kind of look like a bizarre version of him. Funnier version. We just had him on and I thought he was an interesting guy. He's a good guy. He he's he's one of he's one of these guys that kind of takes Eastern philosophy and mm. like blends it into like uh, inspirational yeah like literature. Right? Who's the guy that? Uh, There's another guy that did that like ten years ago. All of them. Did. Malcolm Gladwell. Well, no, no. But, uh, the, Goldwell. The, the, what's it called? What the your fuck mom used to read him. I think. Deepak Chopra? No. Now, the guy who has a book where he's fuck is always in the title in some way. Oh, uh, fuck. I know. Charlamagne posted a book like. A yeah, we had ago. him on as well. Oh, mm, about art or not subtle art or not giving a fuck. Subtle art or not giving a fuck. There's another one. I forget his we name. We had him on the podcast too. Great guys. Nice right, guy. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, nice guy. My one. My one hesitation with Ryan was when I saw him wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. He was talking about that with me. He said it was his favorite band for like 20 years. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay, Which is I good because it. I don't want to see Ryan Holiday rocking an ironic band shirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Aziz had the Metallica shirt on. It's like, on come first on. Special. I was like, really, bro? Name six Metallica songs, dog. Oh, I need so you to name good. six. You know, like, <laughs> Listen, like, you're allowed to rock that once Iron in a while. Maiden, but, I'm with uh, it. But if, if it was part of like... I'm going to the Breakfast Club and Brilliant Idiots, and I want to have a look that is endearing to this audience. This is a marketing guy. Mm. You know, that's his background before the literature. And I'm like, is he really about this, or did he notice a white space in the market and he's smart enough to seize it and give these people the inspiration and motivation that they need in a digestible form based on this Eastern philosophy? Because mm. my favorite thing about like the Eastern philosophy motivation shit is we we really act like in the East, they're all calm and chilling. It's like, ask the Chinese if the Japanese were really calm <laughs> when right. they raped them and killed them. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like I don't know if the whole East is really the most easy place. Like, yeah. rape is pretty popular in but, India. But you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think they're out here just <laughs> meditating all the time. But Ryan yeah. Holiday's whole thing is that he, like, just will straight up hit you with anecdotes about fucking JFK and then about some band and then about some something that some stoic philosopher said is that he basically will just, like, decide that this is the point he wants to make and then he compiles like evidence of this from like a period of thousands and thousands of years and that is what I find kind of interesting about it is just because he's he's got a very orderly brain that he's sort of organized and all of this, you know? I was unimpressed bro really? I'll be honest with you we were in he the been holding in this whole time I, I am, bro <laughs> I seen you story it breaks just my heart to like, say really? because I know how much Charlotte loves him and he's a sweet guy uh -huh. but I'm sitting there with him and it's like are you really going to tell me to focus on the now right <laughs> you really you needed a whole book to Listen, say focus on the now. You're not that. wrong. Don't, and don't get me wrong. Like there's a, there's value to a messenger. Mm. Meaning the way here's a perfect example. The way X communicated to his fan base mm. was different than the way you could be able to communicate to his fans, or I could communicate to his fans. Same thing with Pac, and the same thing with. You know, Jay, the same thing with uh, Jordan Peterson, the same thing with uh, maybe Sam Harris a little bit, though he's kind of whatever. But, like, there's there's ways that people communicate, and there are mouths that need to be fed with that information. Mm. 
I just, when I sat down, I wasn't blown away like I have been when I sat down with certain people. No, but I get it that you're such a sarcastic piece of shit that it's impossible <laughs> for you, and I'm in completely in the same boat, it's impossible for you to imagine making a book and putting it out there with the book being just completely sincere, positive motivation and inspiration for people who maybe don't have their lives together. Yeah. Because don't I completely understand where you're coming from because I'm somebody who really kind of has my life together and I don't really need any motivational fucking books. And when I'm reading Ryan Holiday shit, it's like I understand. You just confirm it's kind of aimed you, at a different audience no, no. in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> you read it, you motherfuck, you narcissistic fuck. You read it so you could go. I do be doing you know, that. Really <laughs> right. hey, uh -huh. I do be thinking to myself oh, yeah, every day, that's right. and I do be be grateful and shit. I really know how this life works. But there was a time period in my life where I straight up needed to hear that kind of shit. And I'm also gonna say, like, his new book is called The Stillness. Yeah, yeah. we had him on, it. and yeah. a lot of it is sort of emphasizing, like, you know. You don't need to be on Twitter 24-7. Think about like what you actually like allocate time in your brain towards. Yes. And I mean, even as much as that is a fucking dead horse that's kind of being beaten, it's like it is still a point that needs to be made because even the most basic like positive advice, we still kind of need it, no matter how completely blackened our souls are. <laughs> you are. You're like if Ryan Holiday is the angel on the shoulder, and then you're the fucking devil over I here. I think in the he red just hood and Your image is yeah. On I was about to say. I don't, think, I don't think it's super darkness. He just has an extreme just, skepticism on yeah. every I'm single. I'm very thing. similar. I get that. I get I'm that. very similar. I, I think as a comic, bro. that's like we, a required we, personality. Yeah, we tend yeah. to be. Yeah. You know? yes. Whatever as, you're as saying, comics is. they got to question everything. Everything yeah. that's like the status quo. Modern day Socrates. Like I had that. Like I was talking to that Weinstein guy. You know. Eric Weinstein. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got That's not the Weinstein. Harvey. I thought you were no. talking about son. I don't know why he's talking about that Weinstein. Uh, guy. He was on and how to do auditions. <laughs> and like, <laughs> he had a completely <laughs> different perspective on how to do it. No, I, so I was talking to him and like he got upset at me because I was like teasing him on, on the fighter and the kid. Mm, but okay. like, but yeah, but it was like I, I just love these guys. I find them so funny. These like free speech guys. Mm. These guys who like like it's all about free speech and freedom of ideas and all this kind of stuff. But they're like very specific with the ideas that are supposed to be free. Mm. And then I research all these guys, and they'll have some like billionaire backer who really tells them what the fuck to say. And it's like really? you don't have free speech. You think Eric got one of them? Peter Thiel. You, he's That's backing? daddy. Really? Yes, uh, bro. Ooh, I gotta look into that. Oh, I didn't know come that. on, dude. Really? You think you really get paid to think? This shit ain't Rome. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, what are we this doing right now? We pay it. We're saying it. Bluechew.com. Oh, yeah, we selling boners, dog. Yo, this we selling boners. Right now. Patreon, I'm on that too. Come on, do a line of Bluechew. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you need that for your fucking sex drive. <laughs> my dick game, Diesel. So, no, but that's the thing that drives me insane about like. As a person who's always just been sort of paying attention to like BMX, skateboarding, mm -hmm. music, online, that was my main thing. I always was kind of like, you know, sort of interested in politics, but never like fully got into like reading CNN.com yes. every day or whatever. Yeah. But now, I mean, sort of the whole Trump thing has sort of thrust us all into the political spectrum. Yeah. And now I pay a lot more attention to like independent sort of like, you know, uh, political pundits on YouTube and stuff like that. And I kind of like always like assumed in my mind that like the level of discourse would be a lot higher than it is in hip hop and stuff in terms of like intelligence and stuff. I really do not find that at all because to be honest, like I so many of these YouTube dudes who just talk about politics make fucking videos every day talking about the exact same shit and how the Democrats are fucking the You understand when blah, you're talking blah, blah. to hip hop people, you're typically, you especially are interviewing people who are successful at a thing. Mm. When you're talking to political pundits, you're talking to 
critics yeah. who have never made a thing. But They're just like, watching yeah. like and the, having an opinion and calling themselves a pundit on YouTube right. where there's no need for any, I'm a pundit on whatever the fuck I want to be right. on YouTube. Yeah. The people I know who like write about music are like a million times more interesting than like anyone that I know who talks about politics. It's just such a boring fucking conversation. For the average person, they're just like incentivized to I make would guess, videos over and over and over saying the same shit. I would guess the level of discourse intelligence-wise has plummeted since Trump got in office. Because now all you got to do is say, oh, he's so hateful. How can he say this? Oh, he's the guy that speaks for us on both sides. It's just the dumbest the people saying the most fuck, obvious things. Yeah. So I it's, yeah. yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I but just, you gotta admit the way that politicians talk to each other now is kind of lit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, are yeah. going in like it's bars. Yo, in a lot of ways, the only the only way politics works a lot more entertaining. Way now, more, you know? dude. Somebody said like the way like the way we're gonna decide a president this year, next year is like who has roast like battle. The, yeah, roast battle. Like whoever <laughs> has like the best like Twitter clapbacks and shit. No, like I, I I'm not fun. gonna sit through two hours of a debate, but if Kamala Harris like makes fun of Trump, like oh shit, oh, that's what we got waiting for. Vote. Like the, I'm waiting. For when he calls Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas to her face. Yo, that's Warren G. That's not Elizabeth Warren. That's Warren G. That's Warren G. That's oh Warren G. I want him to show up to the debate with the same amount of like necklaces and shells that the the, the colonizers gave the Native Americans from Manhattan. That's the shit that fucks me up because it's yeah. like just gives her a feather. You can't play his game, yeah. bro. Like, but they try to. That's what I'm saying. You trying to like out like insult motherfuckers. Like, did that you is see Trump's, the, Elizabeth I think, I think Warren could get in there better than the rest of them. But did you see the what? What? Nah, yo, bro. so so she had an interesting clip go that, that I got. Bro. That's why we need to get He'll cook. Trump. <laughs> nah, nah, he not. He, no. he not. You think right now with this whole China ordeal? Yo, Andrew Yang cooking nothing. <laughs> you think right now with this whole China ordeal, we're ready for Andrew Yang to be president? That's a good point. China bodying the NBA, China bodying LeBron, China bodying all of our heroes. That's something we could talk about. Yo, real talk. I mean, FA said something it. real funny. He was like, he was like, I bet you the most searched porn topic is uh, like Chinese on black. <laughs> <laughs> probably doesn't exist. Probably doesn't exist. Never seen this, to be honest. If I walk outside and I if see it's a on black, an Asian dude right. holding hands with a black chick, don't you think that we would all be like, mm. oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> every time. No, that's what sensei, bro. Bron <laughs> mm. had a rough week. Nah, we're not, we're not going to talk. We'll talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, we'll talk week. about that later with people who know about that's sports. Your meal yeah. So, so we have a, uh, oh, no, we, we come hard at, <laughs> at, at Bronny. But um, it's one okay, of my so meal tickets, so that's his. <laughs> you can't just the NBA. Uh, you a shill? Nah, we go hard. <laughs> we, we go very hard. Yeah. But it's just one of those discussions where, since you don't give a it's fuck big. about basketball, it doesn't matter. No, you're right, and I'd rather talk to you about this Person. pornography thing that you right. do, um, <laughs> because you're in pornography. We just had Jessa Rhodes on last week. Do you know her? I do. Yeah, she's hot. Yo, she's very cool. I don't know cool her people. Life, but I've cool seen her people. work. Yeah. You've seen cool her work. Cool as hell, man. I've I haven't seen fuck. much work. I still haven't seen the work. Is she is she very good? I think she's... How is she rated amongst the porn uh, community? I don't know about her rating, but I, I think she's well-respected in the field. She's an okay. artist? A lot of these girls mm-hmm. really do mm-hmm. take a lot of pride in their fucking like that. They really? Oh, yeah. They absolutely should. They're super competitive with it, and they'll, I'll hear them talk about other girls and be like, oh, I can't believe she got this award. She doesn't even know how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question. I, I need you to shed some light on this situation. We had a uh, we had a porn star on here called, named Sylvia Sage, right? Mm. She spoke about another porn star on a podcast and said that porn star had kids. Okay, I'm not gonna mention her name. That porn star reaches out to me, and I get this long DM like, 
you know, she mistakenly said that I had kids. How could she do this? Uh, you know, like, you don't understand the people that, that follow us. They could put my kids in danger. Can you please edit the podcast and get that out of here? Uh, you know, I hope that you put my kids' safety um, in front of your thirst for clicks or views or whatever. Mm. I write back, hey, absolutely. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck yourself. That was going through my head. I'm just responding like, nah. Like, you're right. I do need these clicks. <laughs> so I write back. I go, because I have, I have, I had a little theory, right? Mm. I write back. I go, hey, absolutely. Tell me what times in the podcast you would like taken down, and I'll do it right away. She sees the DM, never writes back. I knew if she had to do even the tiniest <laughs> bit of work to protect her kids, whatever bullshit fucking reason that she gave, that she wasn't going to do it. Never heard back from her again. My theory is it had nothing to do with her kid's safety. It's that she doesn't want her fans knowing that she has kids because, mm. let's be honest, nobody's des- no one's like, I want Nobody the porn star that, with that, a family. Mm. I want a, a mom who's breastfed gross. Yeah. and squeeze babies out. The fans like the idea of the girl just being a total hoe. But, I mean, at the same time, I know girls. You ever see Britannia187 on, on Instagram? Yes, no. yes, I have. She got the stupid fatty. But she, she's been with the same guy for 10 years, <laughs> mm. and she's got two kids, and it's so crazy. Because she, she has the holiest Instagram I've ever seen. It is wild, yeah. and then she'll just be like walking around a resort with her kids and like Amber Rose. It's interesting because to me, I almost feel like my like it's weird. Like maybe you should have two different Instagrams for that. <laughs> but I respect the fact that she actually just rocks with it on both ends, you know. But I mean, this girl also like ate a cum hot dog like on a private oh, snap. Wow. Yeah, you know if that's side by side with the kids, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Weird. Hold on, hold on. If you had to. Eat cum. <laughs> Wouldn't you prefer it to be mixed with a hot dog <laughs> instead of just take it straight to your mouth and swallow? There's what about, a, what about a Caesar side salad where you don't really know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't really know. I like how you made a side salad like the small portion. Yo, of I thought yeah. this too was a big ass salad with a lot of bites. Yo. I feel like if you had a banana split sitting right here and I nutting it, you would not know. I would not know because it's, it's oh, yeah. tastes most, so good that you most just want to be able to focus. You never see Waiting. Remember that movie Waiting? Dude, there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah, a cook yeah. is whacking you're off not, into not food because that takes a few minutes. Well, and you're in public. There's like waiters coming in. Oh, like, no, where's I, my some order? Some motherfuckers are warmed up already. Like, yeah. you don't gotta. I don't think it happens that often. No, <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't notice. But I feel like you know, if I jerked off on that cliff bar, you'd notice. Somebody, yes, yeah. Honestly, I might not. You've earned it. Honestly, I had one. It looks jerked off on already. It's glazed. Give it a shot. Look. My point is, there's probably something else going on that she cared about. She gave me this whole fucking sob story about her kids to guilt me into it. Yeah. But she, if she really cared about kids, wouldn't she look at the podcast and look at the times? That's crazy to me. Right? She just didn't even take the extra effort. Like You make it out like it's such a big deal. You and know I, her, by the way. For real? But I, don't say. Oh. But you know her, and you could probably put it together. Kids. Damn, I don't even remember. I don't remember either. We'll talk after. Because I don't want to give any more... Shine. They probably don't tell me they got kids either. Oh, so you might not know. I don't know. I probably know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So your girl does all this private Snapchat shit. She lets you fuck other people, right? Here's the thing. You guys fuck people together. Mm -hmm. She's into it. Mm. Doesn't that take away some of the fun? (laughs) (laughs) Like, way to ruin a threesome. (laughs) You being all willing and, like, getting equal value out of this (laughs) as me. Wouldn't you rather her, like, reluctantly eat the pussy and it's just something that you get to do? Not her, like, completely ignore you while she's eating the girl's pussy? 
We've done threesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She got to eat pussy with her fucking with her with her nose pinched <laughs> and wow. just the tip of her tongue like that. Like she's testing if a battery got juice. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be hot. Like that little kid with the pole that his tongue gets stuck on. What is that oh Christmas God. Carol or some shit? Christmas story. story. Yeah. Christmas story. Doesn't uh, it fuck it up a little bit? But, but listen, I've done threesomes with her where. She was like maybe not that excited about it. Yeah, but I was just kind of like, oh, let's like go hook up with her or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's not really like worth doing it unless the girl's like sincerely excited about it because if they're sort of like reluctantly doing it, it's just not like the kind. It's, it's not, not gonna the, work. Not the kind of thing you want to do reluctantly. Like, yeah, never want to have sex reluctantly. No, yeah, that's yeah. never fun. Yeah, yeah. If you're not 100 percent sold on the idea, for sure. Yeah. Adam with some bars. It's the kind of thing Don't where it's fuck just girls who are reluctant. <laughs> it doesn't really. No, but like if the other girl wants really to do it, make them jump did you read the that in Ryan like Holiday's that. latest book? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing for me is what that it's like is that my girl will do it if she can tell I want to do it, but just she'll just do it because she's just mad. She's nice. doing it for you. Yeah, mm. like how we fuck our but girlfriends. That's not really. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all really need some dick again? Oh, Didn't we just oh, fuck? God Didn't damn. we? This is how I always feel. Didn't we just fuck? <laughs> we just fucked. Didn't we? Yeah. How the hell could you fuck? Like, I'll be honest. If when I was younger, I would have envied your sexual lifestyle. Right. That shit gives me crippling no. anxiety. No. Last time we did like like fuck that fuck once a week. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm up to two, bro. Shouts to Blue Chew. Yo, your boy. Blue Chew doubled your sexual appetite. Go. Yo, Andrew's so, Andrew's so busy, he probably make sure he does both in one night. He's like, I got shit to do it. knock this out. It's Monday. Monday's for dick. You never nut twice in a night? Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. That's stupid. Why? Because I just nutted. Yeah. That's end of story. she nut? He not, he it don't matter, bro. That's her job, really. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. I really do feel that way. If she doesn't nut, yeah, you have a gripe. Yeah. But if I nutted, right, and you race, nutted, what's the deal? What are we trying to achieve? What is going on? We trying to set personal records out here? For what? It's like saying that you can only have so much fun, though. And I totally understand. Let I me ask you a question. Like a I can't only have night, so much fun. Be honest. You just have dinner, right? Yeah. And then you're like, your girl's like, let's go have dinner again. What are you going to say? Honestly, I have to space the intercourse out around my meals and my weed smoking. <laughs> because I like don't really want to be like dumb high, like... Yeah. Maybe I do. Or bloated it, and full. Definitely that. Though. Definitely the don't want to be full. Bloated fucking, and full is that just sucks. not... Yeah. How, how Hunger fucks are the best. Huh? How old are you? 35. No, your girl. No, I said, how old are you? She's 28, but I'm 35. Mm. It's just crazy, this life that we fucking carved out for ourselves. I just heard a 35-year-old man <laughs> be like, I have to space my intercourse around meals and weed. <laughs> usually I'm like, I love to see how your whiteboard looks at home. My dad, like, my dad heard that, he'd jump out a fucking there window. That this is the field I entered. Jeez. You want to hear like the <laughs> ultimate He had a 15-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> he had a mortgage. <laughs> he had twenty. Had thirty-five. He had. Sorry. <laughs> 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 he's thinking about college tuition. I gotta. Sp- I gotta space out my pussy. I'm really gonna space it out. Around, <laughs> around <laughs> weed and junk food. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it! I just realized how much I've left out my mom. Just <laughs> about his entire. 
conversation. The stress. On, the stress levels. Jeez. That's why you're okay getting a gun pulled on you. You're like, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he probably think about Andrew saying he gets anxiety about fucking. He's like, you don't know anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is the thing, fucking, though. I gotta smoke weed later. <laughs> like, I, I'm at work, like, chilling, like, on stream for, like, eight hours, smoking hella weed. And then I get home, and my girl's been on cam for two hours, fingering herself and, like, getting all turned on. She got her makeup done. She got lingerie on. Mm. And then I come home, and I'm, like, a fucking just skeleton of a man. Just like... (laughs) She's all like, uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, I gotta like just either force my way through or have this weird moment where I'm like, but hey, I'm just not ready for it right now. That that's the thing. It's like when when like soldiers came back from war back in the day in like World War II, and like the second they get back, the wife's all horny. It's like all my friends died. (laughs) Like, can you not consider I have no fucking friends left anymore? Yo, that's fucked up. You come home from war and she's not gonna let you fuck. No, she is. Oh, she yeah. wants to fuck. That's all she wants to do. Oh, yeah, but you're not yeah, trying yeah, to fuck because yeah. your friends are dead. Oh, yeah. no, I'm still trying to fuck. You're not trying to fuck. Trying to get that PTSD stroke. I got like a million friends that died. I'm still fucking. Bro. I'm not going to let that bum me out. That's something that doesn't kill sex. That shit kills me too, though. There was one time, I'm not going to say his name. There's a rapper who I was supposed to interview. No, how soon after X died did you fuck? It's like an hour. That's the homie, but I'm not going to let him ruin my fucking life. You know? Like, Nah, I'm just kidding. It probably was like at least like a day or two. Nah, but. There was this kid though who said he couldn't do the podcast like a month after X died because X died. I'm like, you never even met him. Like, <laughs> you never even met him. And like, we're like, we're like partying. I'm like with his friends, like partying like a week later. And like, we're talking about it still. Like, man, that shit sucks about everything. But it's like, y- your life keeps moving on. And yes. it's like, uh. this kid is just a fan. And he said he couldn't do the mo- the interview a month afterwards. Can you say? No, nah, I'm not say his name because it's so fucking lame. He's like, <laughs> deny it. It wasn't even him who said it. It was his manager. I'm like, so you told your manager that? Or maybe his manager said it to get him out of it. Yeah, that could possible. be possible. But More at the end logical. of the day, too, it's like an interview that if I did it, it's like, whatever, who cares? <laughs> so then drop that name, bro. Nah. I'm All right, fine. All right, fine. Plus, those are the guys that get the most sensitive. Because I feel bad for him that it's like he, he was that hurt by a rapper that he didn't even know who dying. It's kind of sad. So right. I feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's living in the power of now, yo. You gotta let this man <laughs> yeah. do his thing. Use promo code NOJUMPER22 or something. <laughs> I don't know. I forget. Flagrant too. Is that part of it? There's got to be, there's got to be a, a point of diminishing returns with the sex life. Oh yeah. Do, does it lose its fucking luster? Like I know it looks cool and everything like that, and I'm sure the first yeah. few years it was fun, mm. but eventually, like when you have the porn stars and shit come over and hang out, like. After you guys fuck, you guys gotta like talk and shit a little bit. <laughs> That's why I got the girl there. So she does, <laughs> she does all the, the talking. For you. Yo, because here's the thing. They Lena's smart. Yeah. Lena's smart and she's interesting. Mm. And I've enjoyed my interactions with Lena. I appreciate that. How could a lot she... of people don't give her the benefit of the doubt that she has something going on upstairs? Of course, because they just mm. see she graduated it. college, unlike myself. Oh damn, oh, damn bro. You know? Damn, we got a smart one. That's what's up. Damn, way to waste the degree. <laughs> <laughs> she could have been on camp in college. She <laughs> wasted four was years major, of her prime, bro. son. Shit. What the fuck? She's Shane Battier <laughs> out here. <laughs> she went to school for she like sat out some the whole barely degree, legal market. She went like child like nurturing. She went from barely legal to very legal. That's <laughs> a whole. No, but like her degree, she wouldn't bracket. even be able to like use it now because like it's like. 
to work with kids and shit. Oh. What was her? Oh, she was gonna be a it's teacher. Like to deal with like autistic kids and shit like that. Well, now so. she gets to talk to porn stars. This is autistic adults. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, you don't think you're Aspergers? No, nah, but she, 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 don't she tell thinks me you're I have like that. She, that I have, I'm autistic. Your Aspergers is like the light autism. It's like version. Coke Zero of yeah, this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Coke right. Zero. Aspergers too sweet. Is yeah. the next level Mark Zuckerberg shit. Yeah. No, no, it's under. Autism oh, really? is worse. Asperger's is functional. Well, I'm on the spectrum. That's all I know. You really think? Um, no. I don't know. I got a weird like time like relating to other human beings. I feel like I, I definitely got like a weird divide between like my ability to communicate with people. I don't know. I got to look into it. You literally you talk can't to people for a living. Awkward? <laughs> yeah. What happened to socially awkward? Yeah. What is that? I we think always got to be Asperger's. I, I, th I think I lack empathy. Like I think if I saw somebody get hit by a car and die, that is just I'm not even gonna be thinking about it. Five You'd be minutes busy later. jerking off trying to fucking. Yeah, he literally just talked <laughs> about <some weed. laughs> somebody died in fucking like an hour later. Like I think, yeah. I think it's all right. That's my favorite thing. Like back when Facebook was popping, I guess you see it a little bit with Instagram. Was I would see how long people would put the dead person's picture as their avi, uh, and yeah. I would time how long they it took for them to not give a fuck about that person anymore. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was so beautiful because you have to but make the, the decision. What's the acceptable time limit on that, well, though? The, no, just I used the, to do that with the stand with, like the flag, the rainbow flag, yes, Abby. Yeah. How I long do you give like a fuck the, about The new this? Rick Ross album cover. I like, me and everybody yeah, else yeah, yeah, yeah. in MMG while I make that our profile photo. No, I'm just kidding. I hate when rappers do that. But like, <laughs> they make all their friends do it, too. Like, there's still mad people that have, like, the Thug album cover for their picture because they, like, hung out with Thug two times. I just did that for the Wale album. That's my See, best, that's my but that's friends. his boy. <laughs> he loves I just him. seen him the other day. He goes, "You're my hey, how's my favorite asshole doing?" I'm like, "Damn, I'm like, you're an asshole." So, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Wait, man. why is Wale like, an asshole? Tell us some good shit. Not even in like I think he's yeah. an asshole. He's just kind of you know he's got a fucking personality he's, that I'm sure a lot of people will call him an asshole. Yeah. So him saying that to me, I was like, "Damn, that's is he a why we get along?" <laughs> No, nah, I, like, I think Wale is. Wale gets a bad rap, honestly, for being like just because he's always kind of been the sort of dude who would just like rant about being underappreciated on Twitter and like that yeah. sort of thing is like kind of like gonna make you not seem as likable. I feel like, but I think that actually, to be real, I feel like people don't even look at Wale like an unlikable dude anymore. Yeah, he's I think, kind of, I think that 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 narrative's kind of changed you know? for him. Like, well, that once was, he like, went the indie, story on yeah. him. No, he's not indie. But he, I mean, I like, thought he got dropped. I nah, like, I mean he left. He he dropped. He got dropped from Atlantic. Right. He's on Warner now, and uh, yeah, no. I think he should he just, go indie, dude. Indie, because then it would be justified the complaining. But mm. I think when you're like have a big label and you Being have records sounds good, and do those things, I'm not saying it is good. But mm. in terms of perspective, you could bitch if you have nothing. But if you have everything that everybody's ever dreamed about, mm. and you're bitching, it's like man, shut up. Yeah, I mean, you we know, it's, it's weird though. Like for certain artists, like I wouldn't, I would never, I would never take that. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking effort. That a lot, especially if you've already made it, if you've already like kind of seen this level of success. If you come in the game indie and you stay indie, cool. That's yeah. good. Like that works for some people. But like, if you've already had a certain level of success, like, do you really want to go back to square one? Yeah, not even at square one. You're like at square like negative five. Yeah, you gotta like do all this extra shit because a label doesn't have your help. But no, I mean, good for him, man. He's doing he's doing well. Um, I'm supposed to have his crown right now, actually, with, with Elliot. Oh, but, he's doing that. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, Adam. We don't want to take up all your time. Oh, no, that's perfectly fine. Um, okay, then we will. <laughs> we'll take up every single bit of your time. Um, the, the latest book that you're reading. Oh, yeah. That Ryan Holiday book. You are still reading it. Uh, yeah, I'm like halfway done. But besides that, 
Oh, dude, I read that fucking new Malcolm Gladwell book that I bought at the fucking airport because it was the only thing at the whole airport. It's kind of like a basic bitch thing to read, but I bought it just because it was the only thing in the airport. It was like, it wasn't like a full Hudson News. It was like a sliver of books. What's this one about again? I don't be fucking a bunch of stupid shit that he could sort of string together and make it's, a theme out of. It's just a lot of theories that he pawns off as like facts without yeah, that much yeah. data. And there's you see, all how, the, you see how Adam's critical of authors now? All the, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah like, I mean, he don't want to look like a bitch, dog. Uh, he didn't say you're like one guy, you shit it on. Uh, <laughs> I'm more enthusiastic about Ryan Holiday than Malcolm. But right. I mean, I do think that he's dope. Like, he's Gucci Mane's favorite author. So it's like, yeah. whatever you read that Malcolm writes, you, you, you love know, Gucci. I do. That's love my Gucci. Guy. I fuck yeah, with Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. I really like Malcolm. You do. We had him on the podcast. I thought he was. Oh, I yeah. would love to have him on the podcast. Genuinely dude, intelligent. I, yeah, yeah. As a dude, I think he seems tight. Right guy. In terms of his books, he knows what he's doing. Seems like a stretch about some. I don't know. No, he knows what he's doing. And yeah, we asked like, him this. We were like, uh, you know, I was like, how much of what you say is wrong eventually? Right. And he goes, yeah, some of it. Like we find out new research, we find out new things. This is not the end all be all. This yeah. is just what we put together and put in the book. That's real. I and mean, the, the fact that he was like honest about that, that you shit. Don't know everything. Yeah, but when you write a book, you're basically saying, I know everything about this. I yeah. think what annoys me is actually the people who accept it as fact right away. And yeah. it's not him. Like 10,000 yeah. hours. Yeah. Everybody's like, you gotta get your ten thousand out. Why, why is that a thing? Because you read it one chapter of one book. The brilliance <laughs> fucking retard. It's four pages. <laughs> he came up with like a thing that he could say that would actually get people excited about the idea of just yeah. working really yes. hard at something for a really long time, which is yes. not a glamorous That's funny. concept. That's funny. But he actually like branded in a way that ev- you said the ten thousand hour thing, and every everybody here knows what exactly what it's you branding. Meant. He's he's you got know? great great job with the branding. There's uh. People but that's the thing, like branding works so well with these like tiny little tidbits of information. Like, um, like this girl was saying to me today on a podcast uh, that the body is seventy percent water. She just says, she's like, yeah, you know, your body is seventy percent water. I'm it's like, over. get they, the yeah. fuck out of here! Remember. It's like five percent water. What could be seventy percent water in our body? No, what the fuck? Yeah, when you're walking exactly. around, what is it? I'm no, always, your body is like. No, yeah, it's that's, not. That's Listen, I've heard that. blood has water in it. But blood is not water. Your skin <laughs> probably has got some water in it, but it's not water. So, uh, liquid. So, so, liquid is different, and even then, my bones make up way more. Does it? Son, that's the thing Set that people up. believe. You it's don't like believe the in fact like that there's density and knowing is. that like how much water, how much things could store up to sixty three percent. Yeah, honestly, ten percent tops. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that wholeheartedly. Uh, the other thing uh, that there's the male G spot is in the asshole. Yo, Complete myth. Oh, it's I like a that. myth. Totally yeah. good on that. But everybody so, says this. They're like tra- the male G spot's in the asshole. No, gay guys made that shit up so they could stick fingers in your fucking ass. Girls made it up so they could finger you in your ass and kind of like emasculate you. Wage gap is a myth. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, we all know that. Yeah. Yeah. But but the I asked his doctor about it, and I was like, yo, be honest with me. Pre-cum is a myth. But I was like, be honest <laughs> with me. Is the finger in the ass thing real? Like, can you touch the fucking, Please what is it called? What? The, the, I don't know. Prostate? The the prostate. Can you touch the prostate? Why and then is the you prostate the G-spot? Son, he goes, he goes, no, there's just some prostate juice that comes out of your dick. It's not an orgasm or anything. There's no even sperm in it. It's a complete fucking lie. Whoa. And then he goes, some people like getting fingered in their ass, and maybe because that helps like them come, but ass. it's not a button that you press. I'm like, of course it's not. 
People just, it's the 10,000 hours thing. They just make this shit up. It sounds good to share with your friends. It's like how when anyone says like, oh, this is how you make a girl orgasm. It's every fucking girl is completely different in how they orgasm. And there's no way you could break it down that simple. Right. You just tell them to hold their breath. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> and then when they go, oh, it's like, that felt that good, is. right? That's an orgasm. That's an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> that, first, that first breath where you didn't die. You know, when you're coming. holding your piss for an hour and a half on the highway or some shit and then you finally piss, that's way better that's than way any better night. Than I'm always, night, yo. Yo. That's Man, God level night. Ain't that. nothing better than 35 year olds talking about how sex is like. Sex This is such a wash A well timed bathroom break. Yo, you want to? Can I give y'all a little a little secret that's kind of disgusting about what? me? I kind of like it when someone shits in the toilet before me. What? Wow. So, all right, that was different. Because so, well, so, or do you like it to be warmed up? Or I like the warmth. Uh, I like the warmth, and I like the fact that the toilet seat is probably cleaned already. So now I just got to do. A little one time. Oh, it's all on his ass. Oh, you assume all, that they're cleaning so it because if it was me, absorbed. I'm not. No, exactly. No, I'm not cleaning that. I'm sitting down on pee. Your butt can't absorb it. It's not like your butt is water or anything like that. It's not. It, your butt is just gonna move it. First off, you the know pee? you're not gonna know if the seat's warm until you're already sitting on it. Yeah, but I could smell the the aroma. And I'm like, oh shit, we just left it. Fucking repulsive. When you walk into the bathroom, it smells like somebody else's shit. It happened to me today. Citizens of Gramercy. One wiper right here. Made eye contact with the guy who took the shit before me. It was actually my waiter. I made eye contact with him. I saw. I hope I didn't check, <laughs> but and I went and I took that shit immediately afterwards, and I'm okay with that. You don't have a bidet. You never took shifts in Japan where the toilet seats are warm. I didn't use the bidet, but the but toilet I've, seats I've warm. Felt the, the the warm toilet seat for sure, dude. The other day I go to the, use the bathroom in the hallway outside my office, and it's like there's a bunch of other companies around there, so yeah. it's like all these different companies using the same two bathrooms, mm-hmm. and all the time I will bust out of my office and just walk right up and just fucking open the handle. But then once in a while it's locked. So it's like, oh, and then you, you, it feels weird that you just like tried to open it that hard. Like Damn you're trying right. to bust in on the person. Yeah. The other day I had it happen for the first time where I just walked in, boom, it wasn't locked, opened it right up. Fucking dude just sitting there, just this white <laughs> dude with his white dick. And I'm just like, <laughs> turned right the fuck around and just like, well, I smelled his shit. I saw his yeah, dick. Bro. I saw his shit. Yeah, dog. That's better than sex. That was That's better than a long held piss. How was your sex oh, drive man. after that? It's turned up long, a notch? Bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck my girl for three hours when I got home. <laughs> Off that ginger cock. Um, will you let uh, these girls put anything in your asshole? Not anything in, but I, the other day I got my ass licked by my girl and another girl, and it got like three million views on Twitter in a couple of days. Wait a minute, the video <sighs> Wait, was what? on Twitter? The fuck yeah, just they, happened? I said to him, like, I got home, like, it was in my calendar, like, you have to fuck me and this other girl, like, this this day or whatever. <laughs> right. So I show up. As it should be. I show up. Because you would forget that. And yeah. we're all just hanging out. <laughs> you have to put that in the iCal, calendar. Because you know I mean? might forget. Like, Slip your uh, mind. Well, because it's like, I'm doing interviews. It's like, for me to come home at <laughs> six. have, like, a 30-minute <laughs> reminder, like, oh, don't forget. I'm not going to forget to interview this 16-year-old with a face tattoo. But these two bitches don't want to fuck me. <laughs> I'm sitting in my car listening to like a New York Times podcast like, ugh, like rush hour traffic like mm, wait for the threesome yeah, no. but then I got in the house and like the other girl I, I just ended up joking around with her I'm like oh you guys want to go viral you should both eat my ass 
and then tell me their iPhone and put it on Twitter, and they just were like, "Oh, great, let's do it!" And they they did it, and man, you know the fader. You gotta they, know they if you suggest me. they blocked you. <laughs> <because of that. laughs> well, it was the day it came out, so I got to assume that was it. Yeah, that was important. I'm like, damn, that's one of the most you got most assume. relevant musical like magazine like print things. And they blocked me because I got my ass. Word to the months. wise, buddy. If you suggest to a porn star, hey, you should tape this sexual thing. They're probably not gonna think it's a joke. <laughs> like it might be a joke to you. It wasn't a joke to me. I but was to hyped them, on it's it, business. Yeah. I didn't okay. really want to get my ass eaten. But I was. Who's the porn star? It was my girl and this chick Emily Willis. Emily Willis. Okay. You want to pull that up, Alec? She was pretty good. <laughs> As a butt eater, I can say that. She now, do you doing. let them? Do you let them penetrate? No. Do you wet wipe before? Nah. So you just go straight from LA traffic rush, ass. rush hour nuggets. traffic rush hour straight traffic ass nuggets in the mouth and then right there. <laughs> One time, this really famous porn star ate my ass like in a threesome with my girl, and like I had just been taking like a gnarly diarrhea shit like fifteen minutes before, like right. drinking all day, that kind of shit. This her? This is uh, our our third from the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I got I a like, little bit disgusted by that. Well, is she Asian? No. Like Asianish? She does look Asiany. She got turds on her breath. <laughs> but you know what's so funny too is that she's like kind of seeing my homie who's like also a YouTuber and she like just straight up like went over his crib right after she filmed the assy video oh. and was kicking it with this dude that I'm like legitimately friends with and what's even worse is that throughout that day earlier that day she had been getting piped by some fucking athlete on oh, camera geez. for a porn really so these girls like completely compartmentalize compartmentalize sex like sex means nothing to them it's no different than shaking hands or something like that I mean, I think that she was fucking around with me for content. She was getting fucked on set for content, and then she was kicking it with my homie afterwards because she likes him. But <laughs> well, the fact sweet. that she could do all those so things yeah. is because she breaks it up. Right, because the sex is <laughs> sex is whatever if you are just doing it because you're filming yourself or whatever. Like, it feels very different when you're, like, fucking with, like, a camera there and stuff in the sense that it's not like... Like, if you somehow had the luckiest night of your fucking life, it's not going to happen. But if you came right. home with two girls from the bar yeah, yeah, yeah. and you actually fucked... I'm just kidding. I'm sure you do it all the time. But yeah, yeah. If, you, if you, like, came all home the time. and you actually had, like, all the, the vibe going where they really wanted to fuck you, that's, like, a very, like, passion-driven crazy emotional carnal thing yeah when you're just like all like meeting up and it's in the google calendar and you're like setting up lights and then you're all fucking and stuff it feels great but it's not like can you you have to take a pill for that no. if it's scheduled be honest no but i mean you don't just I've, take a pill I've anyway experimented with bluechew.com yeah but no i don't know even the lights are up, the cameras, and you know you're performing. You don't want... No, I mean, I have a hard time not coming too fast because I'll just be, like, sawing away at one of them for, like, a minute sawing. or two. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I got a nut. And then I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, like, blowing on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Got to let it, like, cool off a little. I'll try to do a pregame. Like, I'll try to, like jerk off like in the shower at the gym at noon so that I'll be like that's on the point post. for the 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the, the championship. Game. That's really the game, bro. <laughs> Looks like I got this W tonight, <laughs> lady. <laughs> you know Real you're going to fuck some random hot chick. You got to you got to I don't clear the chamber. You don't? No. Damn, you're a different man than me. No, I just let her go on top. I mean, I got a girl now, but oh, I just really? let her go on top and then I just I work on my breathing. You know what I mean? I don't let her bounce on it. She just got a rock mental. on it. There are certain things I can like control myself. No bounce, just rock. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the a bounce I'm a, will get me to nuts. A, a slow, long stroke. That's when. Wait, when you're on top? No, if I'm on top, yeah. If I'm on top, a slow, long stroke. Yeah. 
45 seconds to a minute, I'm, I'm tapping. <laughs> but anything else, I could go for whatever, like flip Even it, turn back? it, whatever, from the back, anything. But if it's a slow, long joint, right. I'm, I'm not lasting. You want to know one thing that's really weird that I noticed about sex? That can last way longer in the butthole. Yeah, because it doesn't feel good. Well, because the butthole it is just like opens this up. thing, and then it's sort of like an open like, Yeah, it's a football. The, my girl's pussy is like tight on the whole thing. Because it's mm. made for dicks. That girl we were just looking at, me and my girl did an anal threesome with her for the camera before we did the vaginal threesome. And to be honest, like I was fucking like a pro, and I didn't really. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because it was all butt. Yeah, there's just, it's not even close to the amount of friction. Dude, butt stuff sucks. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it really it. sucks. I gotta fuck my girl's butt soon. I fucking I owe her one. She's been telling me like, you gotta fuck She my butt really lately. wants that, dude. Yeah, she's pissed that I ain't done it in a while. I'm in awe of this guy's life. Just, <laughs> literally just doesn't. But are you envious of it? Nah, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm just blown away that this world existed. Like this, America really is the land of opportunity. Okay? <laughs> this is why your family came Yo, here, real Akash. Talk, man. <laughs> Don't waste this opportunity. <laughs> Don't waste oh, their dream, dude. The American you think dream, your dad Akash. came here so you could work for a the living? Dream just smoke stuff, bro. <laughs> and sleep, dude. Oh my god, that's crazy. And sleep. No, that's the best. Like. Because, you know, like, think about every time in your life you've ever fucked a girl that you don't really give a fuck about. Yeah. And then you got to act for like an hour or two hours or however long until she leaves your home. Yes. Ooh. Like, when me and my girl have a girl over, like, there's no pretense that I have to do that. Like, I am rolling a blunt and watching a YouTube video within like five You're minutes of the intercourse. And they ain't saying shit to me. They're ignoring me. They're having like a regular girl conversation. They're talking about makeup and what they're going to do the but next day. Lena shit. doesn't care. She's faking too. There's no way she's like inspired by those combos. Yeah, probably. I mean, you got to bring yourself down a notch from time to time, probably. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, she's doing porn, porn with fucking eighteen year old chicks sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Well, she's way smarter than talking motherfuckers. I mean, what, she's twenty eight. There's, there's yeah. got to be like a different like level of yeah. like communication at a certain point. I think that's almost kind of. That's why the R. Kelly shit pisses me off so much. Wait, oh, why? Man. When she's like, remember he's like, oh yeah, you don't have teenage friends. Like, what what conversation could you have with a seventeen year old? I don't get at that either. All fucking. Entertaining or beneficial to you. That's what kicking, this guy does for a living. No, I'm kicking it with like a. Okay, yeah, yeah. You got it. Hey, that's like being a therapist. Doing the interviews like being a therapist, bro. You got to like come What are your dreams and aspirations? How did that make you feel? <laughs> but I can't. Like when I hang out with like a 21 year old chick and I'm just like, I, like, I can't do this. Like, this is just, you never watch Seinfeld? Like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I can't. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's what Aziz went through too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's what he put on. That, that in that situation, dude, that was that was the moment that I liked Aziz more than any moment in his <laughs> entire career, is that he was getting head to Seinfeld. You know, I really relate to that because I love when there's a good sitcom on while I'm fucking. Yeah, yeah. Like I love The Office, and like the other day, me and my dude, girl that, ended up fucking, oh, and The that. Office was playing. Is the perfect thing to occupy the part of my brain yep. that kind of gets bored when you're Facts. fucking. Real Al, oh, that's you? Except I have like Seinfeld, Office, any of those shows, and I know all the episodes. So it's yeah. like, I'm just going through the episode while I'm and like, just going through the motion. you can time yourself. Like, you know how long you last it. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, getting 22 minutes of this yeah. dick. Yeah. Commercial yeah. break. Yeah. No, that's really smart. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Because a lot wow. of times you're fucking and you might feel like it's been a half hour, but, but it's it been seven like, oh, minutes. Oh, nah, it's only the second yeah. commercial wow. break. There's at least 22 You got to put the wow. common commercial, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> put the common commercial. Just play it in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even know. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like there's this, I don't know, sometimes when I talk to like porn stars about, about sex, I'm like, yeah, you had some maybe fucked up shit happen in your life, and we've all had fucked up shit happen in our life, but... I feel like they're almost like downplaying the importance of sex 
because it downplays the trauma of the experience that they had in their past. Oh, oh shit. That's what? bars, yo. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, if you were raped, right? And like, sex you gotta is take this, the power away from it. You take the power it's away from N-word. it by just. They be using that shit mad casually. They n worded <laughs> the fucking dick, dude. Wow. I usually don't go there when I'm interviewing porn stars of like fully getting into the childhood trauma. I'm gonna be honest. We've asked, we've interviewed three porn stars. I asked all three of them. Yeah. And I feel three. like it makes, I feel like it makes a really dynamic part of the interview because we could talk to fuck shit forever. That's easy. Yeah. But like when you go from why they cut themselves to how to bird bath. What is it called? Bird feed. Bird, bird feed. feed. Yeah. Or docking. Do you know what docking is? Yeah, I dock. What? what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Son, I know what it is, though. <laughs> Son. Son. Oh, my God. That's the most disturbing oh thing you said in the podcast. Oh Are you sure you know what it is? Out of everything you oh, said. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> wow. Demonetized. Yeah. <laughs> I got one with that me and you did demonetize. I think it was the first time that I, I ever got a podcast demonetized because we talked about T E R R O R I S M. What is terrorism? Terrorism, <laughs> terrorism, man. Really? Terrorism. You can't even talk about terrorism? Dude, I feel like that's like the number one thing that will get you on YouTube. Is that right? Yeah. They can tell that you're talking about that shit in the script. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Really? Anyway, look, Adam. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for coming by, man. Please tell the people where they can find you, where where they can see you. Uh, Nojumper.com and uh, Adam Twenty Two on social media. I just want to say that I did an interview with Combat Jack in here many years ago, oh, and then I just remember R. that he was eating a salad, like grazing on a salad throughout the entire interview, and I had never eaten a salad like that, and that kind of like made me realize, like, oh, you don't have to just rush through a salad. <laughs> that was your takeaway. Combat yeah. Jack touched many I love lives. Combat man, that dude. <laughs> he see really. Oh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. You might be autistic, bro. <laughs> 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 I think you confirmed it for me that's right a, now. That's the same bet. That's the same bet. <laughs> Speak to another man for an hour. The only thing pick up is how he deals with lettuce. Well, <laughs> that was just like the physical element that impressed me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a strange man, you know. But uh, you know what? I had I had my assumptions about you before this, but I'm glad. I'm glad. This this happened. Appreciate you're it, a lot. I you know, it's better to talk. It's better to see people in, in their eyes and see what they talk about before making assumptions. You know what? I follow Rory on Twitter now, so I've been like wondering what the fuck emotional oranges sound like. I'm probably gonna <laughs> go find out tonight. I might have to go listen to that. Yeah, Rory's I, honestly, my guy, I've, man. I've heard like the name like hundreds of times and never actually listened to it. Yeah, so very soulful. Find something out. It's Poppy, a girl group. Barbie. No, it's a guy and a girl. Oh, it's a guy oh, and a girl. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He manages them or what? Yeah, he manages them. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, they, and they're doing well? Themselves, yo. That, I've they're doing well? They're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on tour and shit. What'd you say? I thought that's what he called himself. I know. I thought he was That's not even a shot. I swear. I thought that was a nickname for himself. When you said it's a guy and a girl, watch the video. I'm like, huh? Oh, it's a group, but he manages. Wow. No, because that oh. would be kind of, I mean, I don't know if he's emotional, but yeah, like one of his hairs. my God, man. That is weird that it ended up, like, the band name is kind of like descriptive of him. I wonder if there's <laughs> any other, like, <laughs> examples of that, you know? Oh, that's funny. Oh. Adam, thank you for coming by, that's my man. Much love, I appreciate shows. you, Doc. Yeah. Much love. Peace. Appreciate you, G.